0: It's a nice night out here.
1: AFC Championship, NFC. NFC Championship.
2: Neither one of us are it.
1: <laughs> All of our tag teams are gone. Eliminated. We're tagless. <laughs> and welcome back, everyone. It Yay! is episode number fifty-five Ooh. of Thirst Ooh. and Goal. Ben is here. Sonya here, right here, and I'm fronting. <laughs> I feel weird. Awkward.
0: Always saying I have my name. a name.
1: <laughs> so how's
0: everybody doing tonight? We're doing. I'm yeah. good, I'm good. Uh day off today, so it was a little bit uh, yeah. you know, got some errands done, got some house cleaning done or garage cleaning
1: done. Yeah, I finally uh, had a weekend off. Yeah, Friday. It's been finally, a long time. Oh, I haven't a had night. a Saturday off in like the last six weeks at least, so it's been a little while. Do you work Monday? And I, I work on Monday.
2: They don't give you Martin Luther? King?
1: No, no. I, at at my place of work, they there's like maybe six holidays throughout the year, maybe five throughout uh-huh. the year.
2: I was going to say something, but I guess I won't. Yeah,
1: but we have other great benefits. So. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Union
1: membership. <laughs> Ronnie, what are you drinking over there tonight? Uh, ben, just like last week and the week before, a little bit of Woodford Reserve rye with some Coke. What about you, Sonia?
2: I am drinking whatever you put in front of me, so right. whatever our evening uh, Yeah, is. You,
1: you've been sipping on a little bit of stuff over there. What about you, Ben? Sipping on your gin? I am sipping on my gin.
0: I continue to drink. The Moons of Jupiter American Gin from Copper and King's Brandy Company down in Louisville, Kentucky. It's a beautiful, beautiful spice gin, heavily junipered. Uh, It's (laughs) awesome. So if you're looking for an interesting gin, definitely check check out Copper and King's. And Mm -hmm. Friday's
1: just about to finish off that Woodford Reserve bottle. Not much left in there. About to kill that. And uh, we have actually added... Our studio. We have. We have an addition (laughs) to our studio. We have a new child here in our studio. (laughs) Yes.
2: At the end. We're reproducing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So um, I can't really see what's going on on Ben's computer. He's our editor. He's our producer. He's kind of our everything. And yep. I can never see what he's doing. Yep. Uh, and so that we don't make any future mistakes. And, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably <you> <laughs> way of saying, me out. I got the screen just to make sure that, that Ben doesn't Sonia. make any mistakes. <laughs> Sonia is actually recorded. We can hear her voice. It's happened a couple of times already. And it won't happen anymore because we have the purpose. screen right in front of us. And maybe it was on purpose, I Sonia. think it was on purpose. We yeah, were any- silenced. And I was silent. I was would, shunned. Yeah.
0: We would absolutely love to have a producer. I mean, I'm always jealous when I listen. to There's always, you know, most.
1: We're uh, not know, ESPN, but yes. They have <laughs> someone.
0: Someone's sitting off in the corner that's making sure that all the audio is working correctly and the sound effects are working correctly. So if there's anyone out there that wants to volunteer to be our yeah. producer, uh, the pay is very, very low. Very, very low. low. Zero. It's zero. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> we pay in alcohol. Uh, yes, we but pay. But
1: Ben, you do an excellent yeah. job though. You do it. You do a, an amazing job Thank you. with the editing on the fly. I mean, this is not post production. It's production during the show And so sometimes we're out here I mean the podcast may last for (coughs) You know an hour and a half, two hours Two and a half (laughs) hours But it does drag on a little bit longer than that that's only what you hear, yeah. but Ben is you know, going at and typing away on the computer, and we have no idea what's going on, but now me and Sonia yep. have a view into your world, Ben, and we can yes. see what's going on. It's ugly in there. And, and we I can see can how see far. <laughs> we're three minutes and 28 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now Sonia can hurry us up. Yeah, so okay. we're only
0: three minutes. Right, I like that. We're, we're three minutes behind the point in time when they tell you you should already be talking about your content. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We'll right. get there. We'll get so, there. So, Friday. what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we're going to make a shout-out to some of our new listeners out there. We have our divisional recap. We have a little bit of housekeeping. Our championship picks. We have our Super Bowl picks. We kind of made those last week, but we'll uh, we'll follow up on that again. We have our NFL news a little bit later in the podcast. We have our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. Uh, we also have our betting corner, Ben. You have some bets for the I weekend. do and you do have a for heads or tails there's or what? two bets to, so we have a, you have a, a twisty two bit, parlay <laughs> I, 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 I probably should maybe I can I it can, is uh, only two games yeah yeah, not much to choose from. Uh, we have our beverage of the night, which is a cognac. I think it's our fourth cognac, maybe our 5th So we're almost there. We're getting pretty close to a cognac taste test, which would be our very first on the podcast for cognacs, Ooh. at least. We have our beer of the evening, which is from Alagash Once again, we enjoyed the black Allagosh from very last good. week. Excellent offering from them, and we'll try this one tonight. And uh, to end the podcast, we have a little more housekeeping. Yes, indeed. So, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, we have our new listeners. Yes, we I used to do this every single week,
0: but it, you know, we grew and grew and grew and it became more difficult to shout out, but we want to shout out to some of our new listeners out there, both in the United States and abroad. Uh, we have a new listener from Norwalk, Connecticut. Beautiful new listener from Buffalo, Minnesota. A a beautiful, I did, beautiful. Not, I did not know there was a buffalo in Minnesota, but we have another listener from Decatur, Georgia, and a listener from Maitland, Florida, down in the dirty, dirty <laughs> Bridgewater, New Jersey. I might know who that is. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Aaron Paul's. Home of Breaking Bad. Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, Cleveland, Homerville. Tennessee. Yeah, Cleveland, wow. Tennessee. We're all over the place. Homerville, Georgia. Lima, Ohio. Hatfield, England. Oh, that's an international list there. Kaiser, Oregon. And Coconut Creek, Florida. Down right. in the dirty, dirty again. <laughs> uh, Bishop, California. Up north of us. Uh, We have some listeners from White Plains, New York. We have some listeners from Cedar Falls, Iowa, as well as Spokane, Washington, Aurora, Illinois. And this is an interesting Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, down in the dirty, uh, dirty. Maybe they like us, you know, poking fun that. You've at Florida. Saying the
1: dirty, dirty. Uh, you haven't yeah. said that in a while, Ben. Yeah, I'm
0: looking for a, I'm looking for Antonio Brown at of Hollywood, Florida, <laughs> but I do not see it here. Uh, uh, we have you always, might see Robert Kraft. Yeah, you know, he's dead. Exactly, uh, Hanford, California. Uh, we have some new international listeners. Sonia is always, always, always interested to see. Where our listeners are coming from internationally, Uh Uh, we have new listeners from Cambodia, new listeners from Finland, Aruba, Slovenia, Rwanda, new listener from Rwanda. Wow, that's awesome. New listener from Russia, new listener from Iran this week, Slovakia, from... (laughs) Frane and Sonia's neck of the woods oh he's probably gonna tell me why I'm wrong about that uh new listener Pull from Italy I should actually I should, we should have a map of the you world should, here you should man. Uh, I thought I was going to start a civil war between Scotland and Ireland yeah, that was funny, last Sonia. week that was pretty funny uh Nicaragua and Gila there's
1: a little bit of water
0: separated too, Yes. but you know uh, so that was a, an interesting conversation completely different countries but uh Lister from South Korea two new listers from South Korea listers from Oman. You know,
1: South Korea is the podcast capital of the world. Is it? Yeah. I actually read that. They, 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 I think they record the most and listen to the most podcasts. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. we have two new listeners just this week
0: from, Southern, uh, from South Korea. A uh, oh. new listener from Uruguay, Costa Rica, Serbia in the house. Another new listener eh, from. Quite a few Serbian Serbia. listeners.
2: All right. Uh, Austria?
1: Out. Austria. Oh, man. We were there. We yeah, were there. We were on their radio. Yes. We were on. Aust- or what was it? Uh, I can't remember. It was like local to Vienna. Oh, with. Is the omelette
0: three something? New listener from Singapore, one of the wealthiest countries on earth. See, finally, I do know some things. Uh, new Zealand, Israel, Argentina, China. Four new listers from China this week. Turkey, Poland, Morocco, Chile, Netherlands, Luxembourg. Five new listeners from Luxembourg, Luxembourg. this week. Wow. wow. Interesting. There's like five
1: people that live in Luxembourg. And we <laughs> are
0: officially up seven listeners from Croatia yes. this week.
1: Wow. All Croatia.
0: of Yes. <laughs> all, of, all of their cousins. Nigeria, Hungary, and Bangladesh, just to name a few. So thank you all. That's pretty cool. So much. For listening to our show, we'll try to get back been, to this segment. You know, it's been a while.
1: It's been a while since we made a shout out, and we appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you for taking your time. These podcasts tend to drag on a little bit, and if you can listen the whole thing, we appreciate <laughs> you listen to two to two and a half hours of yes. podcast. It's once a week. So and I, I think we do a pretty good job.
0: Yeah. Some podcasters Joe Rogan does three hours like three times a week. <laughs> uh, you know, so we're only
1: we're Stop only on for us, two hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, finally, what's next about a big board? Before we move on though, oh, Ben did uh-uh. that listener from New Jersey. Ah. Uh, maybe maybe we can get Nico Yeah, yeah, one of our cousins. He's a Jets fan. Jets, Jets, Jets. Very Jets. passionate Jets fans. Yes, he yes, thinks indeed. every single year they can go to the Super Bowl, just like Ben thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Well, I
0: thought but, they might win enough games to get you know <laughs> to make a playoff push.
1: Maybe uh, but next year. Adam Gase made sure that did not happen. I want to hear what he, what his take would be on Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear. And how they would be moving forward. Maybe For sure. Maybe next year. Well,
2: Nico, if you're listening.
1: Yeah. You yeah, we're going to get you on the podcast. Yeah, we see you on the map. Yes, we
0: see you. <laughs> you can't
1: hide from us. <laughs> All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, ban is our divisional recap. Can you believe it? Oh, man. It seems like just yesterday, it was the first week of the season, and here we are. Championship Sunday. Sanya's <laughs> crying already. And uh, maybe we should hold on and maybe talk about the Seahawks last. Yeah, you want to talk yeah. about the Seahawks last? There, yeah,
0: How about maybe not at all. Save the best for last, not right, Sonya? Yeah.
2: Yes. Let's. Uh, let's I don't think start... my mentals are going to be yeah. able to handle it. Let's
1: start, uh, Ben. With uh, I think we, we talked about this a little bit last week. Minnesota and San Francisco. You were very impressed with San Francisco last week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, San
0: Francisco last week. I think I went on and on and on about this. So I apologize. But they just looked dominant on both sides of the ball. The lines were amazing. Uh, They'll be at full strength this week in their game uh, against the Green Bay Packers. But I I was really, really impressed with San Francisco. But we talked about that quite a bit last week, Sonny. Do you have anything to add about... San Francisco 49ers beating up on Kirk Cousins yeah. and the
1: poor Minnesota Vikings. We didn't hear takes take, Sonia. Huh? I mean, they're they're one of your teams,
0: uh, so they're they in your were. division.
2: They, I, they looked really good, and, but I was rooting, obviously, for oh, the course. Vikings. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was a little impressed with the Vikings, just a little bit. I mean, he tried. He tried. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Kirk, Kirk motherfucking Cousins? Motherfucking Cousins, North yes.
0: and south, not east and west.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so
0: if he were an interstate, he'd be an odd number. <laughs> oh. uh,
2: I, I I know how the Vikings feel, and I know how they felt on on Saturday. So you know, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. They we'll tried see what their happens. best. They did. They yeah. did. They made it to that point so good for them
1: and also another game that we talked about last weekend because it was a saturday game and we were on on saturday oh. uh was the tennessee and baltimore game we we're very, also very impressed with tennessee and uh derrick henry i mean it, i mean yeah, they I mean, shut down completely the ravens completely completely I mean, I shut them lamar down. jackson did not look mvp caliber in that game no through the ball
2: lamar almost. who
0: yeah, I mean, threw the ball 50 plus times for 365 <sighs> yards, uh, but they were not able to but put he'll any be the points Pro Bowl. on the
1: board. He'll be in the Pro Bowl. Congratulations. For sure, for sure. I mean, they're going <laughs> to yeah, have
0: to. Now he could play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're going to have to tighten that. I mean, he needs more weapons I think Pete around Carroll him. actually might be the, uh, the coach the, for yeah, the NFC side, yeah. Okay, so they're going to run the ball a lot in the first <laughs> half. And then whoever the quarterbacks are in the second half, good luck to you because you'll be throwing the Russell. ball in the second half. Yeah, he probably should only start Russell Wilson. They probably should sign, you know, someone like Andy Dalton just to run the ball in the first half, and then bring Russell Wilson in fresh <laughs> in the second half when Pete Carroll is prepared to actually throw the ball down oh, the field. Oh goodness! You should have
1: McCown in there too yeah, as a yeah. backup. You know, just yeah. throw any yeah. any
0: quarterbacks in the first half doesn't matter who it is. Anybody can give Marshawn Lynch the ball eight times and hold Travis Homer eight times for two yards of carry. Anybody can do that.
1: <laughs> we'll, talk that. We yeah. we'll talk about that. We
0: were
2: talk about
1: that, that yet? <laughs> so hurt. But of a man. Shocker. Yeah, this game Benio pulled it up on the screen, oh. on the big screen. On the big board, big screen. <laughs> it's not that big, <laughs> but it's big enough. Uh a very shocking result at least in the first quarter. Not the final. Yeah. yeah. Benio pulled up. Texans losing yeah. 31 that was to crazy. 51, but what a first half. That's one of the best first halves you'll ever see in an NFL game.
0: Yeah, first time ever a team was losing by 24 points and was ahead At the half Uh, Amazing, amazing first half But this is how it started For the Texans
3: Oh, this could have gone differently If that So quick work for the chief offense Three and out Colquitt is blocked And it's picked up by the Texans To run it in for the touchdown It's Lonnie Johnson With the recovery up the ramp He goes and the Texans stunning everyone here in Kansas City. In the yeah, league. so
0: the Texans got off to a huge start oh. in that game. Ronnie did you think there was any chance that the Chiefs were going to make a run during the first half of that game? None. A block punt, yeah. uh, I mean a muff punt, there were there was an interception, there was a fumble. I mean, it was the, the Chiefs were just killing themselves, shooting themselves in the foot yep. all throughout the first half of that yep. game
1: or the first 10 minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the first quarter of that game? I mean, I always thought there was a chance that Kansas City would come back. I mean, I was texting you during the game and I said if, if only they could cut the lead, you know, to maybe twenty one or twenty four to fourteen or whatever, you know, to get within ten points. But I didn't think it would be that sort of a swing from yeah. you know, twenty four twenty one nothing, twenty four seven to twenty eight twenty four at the end of the first half. Uh, I, I mean I, I you know I expected that you know that they would come out and and, and uh you know, fire an all cylinders on offense but uh, I didn't expect in the first half. I expected maybe by the end of the game they would have a chance. But man, what a turnaround!
0: I mean, I, I was I was amazed by it. I mean, it was it was one mistake after another uh, by the text or by the Chiefs in the beginning of that game. Up twenty one to nothing in the first quarter of yeah. the game. Uh, Bill O'Brien with the fake
1: punt that was much well, much talked about. No, that much too. But they were, when they were up twenty-one nothing, the the field goal that they settled for, they 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 brought out the offense to go for it on fourth and one. And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but they called a timeout and they just kicked the field goal. I'm not saying they would have won the game still, but I don't know what happened in that situation was there somebody missing from the play that i i, I don't know exactly. allegedly bill o'brien said after the game
0: uh about that play that fourth and inches play that they could have gone for it rather than kicking the field goal. that they didn't have a play ready at that moment uh to call i, I don't know that i believe that that was actually the case you'd think you would have a fourth and inches play ready going into a divisional round playoff game exactly uh but I, I wasn't that upset about going for the field goal there. I mean, I think they probably you know could have went for it on fourth down. But I think Bill O'Brien was he understood even with the lead that they were going to have to score points on every possession. So he was happy to take some points there. But what did you think about
1: the fake punt that Sorensen bailed them out of? Uh, it was it was just terrible execution. You know, I mean they allowed the defense to settle in. I mean, if if you're going to go for a fake punt. Then you got to run the play right away and 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 catch the defense, sort of on their toes, you know. It, but they they sat there and just waited for the defense to settle. Then they go for the fake punt, yeah. and you know it was, it was a fourth and four, I believe. Yeah, they picked it was, up maybe uh, it was two more yards. Than a yard, yeah. yeah, they they picked up you know a couple of yards on that play. But Swords I made mean, a great play. Yeah, it was a it was, it was a great play by the defense. But still, if you're going to run a fake punt, I mean, you I, I don't know if they were completely sure, 100 sure that they were going to do a fake punt. Maybe that came in off the sideline a little bit after yeah, they the team and, out there? Yeah, and I think they probably should have called it off. I mean, it was clear, uh,
0: you know, the personal protector was out there in motion, and there was clearly a defender that was assigned to the, the the protector. So you knew someone was coming through the line as soon as they were to hand that ball off. They did. Sorensen came through and made a hell of a play there. Uh, but I still support... The decision by O'Brien to go for it there. I mean, his Chiefs were going to score fifty points one way uh, or the I other.
1: I don't know about that. I mean, you're up
0: twenty four ah, you're
1: up twenty-four to seven and and you know, you're dealing with one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. You want to keep them as far away from their end zone as you possibly can. I mean, they they failed to convert on that fourth down. Now you have Kansas City on their own thirty five yard line around somewhere right there. I mean, you know they can at least kick a field goal there or score, which they did. Uh and then on the ensuing kickoff. They fumble the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean it was I mean it was it was it was it was a crazy turnaround. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. was such a fun half of football to watch for the neutral spectator. If you're a Texan fan, you're pissed. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I mean, if that was the Eagles or the Seahawks or the Steelers, I oh. mean just imagine how you would feel I, I in can that you're up twenty-four to seven. And then uh, you're trailing at that. Yeah, I've never 24. seen
0: a game go from boring to exciting to boring again, <laughs> and mm. have 80 plus points on the board. But finally yeah. mentioned that fumble recovery that was shocking.
3: He puts him back there when it's important.
0: Tony Romo on the mic. Oh, good.
3: <laughs>
1: Big hang time. Ball <laughs> oh, is fumbled by. A <laughs>
3: Down at the six in a fight for the football. I
1: mean, how huge is this right here? Oh, thanks, Tony Romo. It was huge. It was yeah, of course,
0: it's huge. Well, <laughs> and there, at that point in the game, don't you think that the Texans are going to run away with this game? When? At what point? When Tyreek Hill punt. I mean, they, they punt the ball and Tyreek Hill fumbles the ball. I mean, don't you think like, everything is going wrong? Oh, for yeah. The Chiefs I mean, every, 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 everything is going wrong. anything south. that can go wrong will go wrong, everything has gone was going wrong? South, yeah. I mean, at that point, you think they're going to go up 28 to nothing. Mm. And. Even I mean, twenty-eight points in the first quarter of the game should yes. be enough mm-hmm. uh, for you to ride out the rest of the game. But Patrick Mahomes in this game in the uh. second quarter uh, became the second quarterback in NFL history. The first being Doug Williams of the Washington Redskins <laughs> to throw four touchdowns in a single playoff quarter. I mean, it was—I've never seen anything like it. I think at one point they scored seven straight touchdowns in the game uh, the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. with Patrick Mahomes just uh, i i just i've never seen anything yeah you look i mean you look like at their that.
1: their first three drives and it was you know punt fumble you know punt whatever um and then you look at their next seven drives and it's like touchdown 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 touchdown
2: What do you think happened? I mean, what do you think happened that just what was the? I I think the turning point. I think the Texans
1: panicked. Yeah, I think the Texans were a little overconfident after going up. You know, and and you know, being up, you know, twenty four nothing is pretty comfortable. (laughs) Yes, but you are also playing against Mahomes and. I mean, some of the best offensive players that you can possibly have on a team. I mean, um, but Mahomes Hardman, didn't
2: show I up mean, in the beginning.
1: Hardman, you got uh, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. Hill, Damian Williams, D- Sammy I mean, Watkins,
0: Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah but they were there
2: for the first three touchdowns. So, I mean,
0: I, I just never seen anything. I've, I've never, never seen anything like it. Not I in the mean, playoffs. Yeah. I mean, here's a call I did not expect at the end of the first half. That was a nice pass. That was the play that put them ahead right before the half. I mean, he he had a he had a hair of yeah. his chinny chin yep. chin of his, I think, left foot behind the line there. But I was shocked. When that happened, I I, I thought that there was no way on God's green earth that the Texans had any chance of keeping no. that game close moving forward. I just never I've never seen anything like it. I've and never what, seen anything like
1: it. What do you, what like do you think the Bens, the the the, the, <laughs> 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 the Texans uh, should do about Bill O'Brien. I mean, seriously, how do you lose a game like that? Yeah, and he announced this week that he is not,
0: I repeat, not going to hire a general manager. That he has told the team that he does not want to hire a general manager, that he wants to continue to be the general manager for the team. That's just shocking to me. They Mm -hmm. they were outgunned. I mean, I I don't think he's that—I mean, he's one of the— Division, four years in a row, been to the playoffs.
1: No, he goes to the playoffs. Went to the he, second he, round yeah, I mean, of the, the Sean Watson is, I mean, he, he could be an elite-level quarterback. I mean they're, they're, I mean, they're very inconsistent. They have been very inconsistent under Bill O'Brien. Um, But it's... They're, right now, they're in the worst place that you can be as a football team. Where you're good, but not good enough. Yeah. You know, it's like being a, a team in the NBA where you're good enough to make it to the next round, to the second round. But you can't make it to you know the 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 championship game or or i mean they're just kind of stuck in limbo where they're just there but not quite and i think if they had a different coach they'd probably elevate their game just a little bit. Bill O'Brien, is is he's not that good with the players that he has. Yeah, i mean and will fuller was playing i don't think he was 100% in the game. But, but you have you had
0: Kenny Stills out there, you had Will Fuller out there, you had uh, DeAndre Hopkins out there, you had Carlos Hyde who didn't run the ball Terribly in the game. I mean, I just think the Chiefs are overwhelmingly, I mean, they're overwhelmingly good on offense yeah. when they when everything is clicking, especially at I mean, the with Andy Reid. And he kept everybody calm. Yeah. You know, you're down 21, 20, 24 points. But he knows the weapons. He kept that he everybody has. calm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, you could see him on the sideline. I mean, and during the interview after the game, he just said he went to everybody, you know, especially the offense and said, you know, Calm down. Everything's going to be okay. You know, we're just going to do what we do. Uh, but a lot of teams, I mean, the day before that, uh, the Baltimore Ravens just completely panicked <laughs> yeah. the, the second that they were down in that game and completely went out of their game plan, threw the ball 60 times, ran the ball almost not at all in the game. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm shocked by it. I mean, yeah. I've never seen
1: I was bored. The at the end of the half, game, I was the bored. The second half was boring because you at An 80 you point knew, game and you're bored out of your skull. You knew that, you know, once you know kelsey t- uh, caught that touchdown pass right at the end of the half you knew that there was going to get blown out i mean and i texted you i'm like this is going to be like a 56 to 24 game now i mean it, it just it was it was yeah. You text me in the first half saying I think it's going to be 28 to 24. Yeah, no, no At the I end would, of the half. Well, I I was I was hoping actually that it would be like 24 to 14. I, I didn't think that it would be that kind of an explosion on offense. I mean, obviously that fumble helped on the kickoff return, but I was, you know, I was thinking, hey, if if they can kind of hang around and make it 24 to 14 going into the half, then they have a chance to win this game, but they just completely turned around, made it 28 to 24 and just blew them out.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kelsey had a monster game. 10 receptions for 134 yards and three. Uh, Kelsey would have Count them. Three touchdowns in the game. Mahomes, with a, by his standards, pretty pedestrian game in terms of yardage. 23 of 35 for 321 yards. And count them! Five Did touchdowns have, through the air. And a rushing touchdown, I believe, too. Uh, he had 53 yards carrying. Didn't get it into the uh, end zone. Uh, okay. Uh, but Damian Williams with two touchdowns. Williams rushed the ball, you know, adequately. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.9 yards per carry on 12 touchdowns. Carries, Sammy Watkins carried the <laughs> ball once for 14 yards. I mean, they were, I mean, Andy Reid, if he could do that in somehow. In Super on a, on a regular, I mean, that, <laughs> that, 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 that this is as, I've never seen a team click like this. Even the greatest show on turf, back with Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. But to, to be able to come back from 24 points down in the first yeah. half and be leading, a, they're the yeah. only team ever to do it to be leading at the half not not as Fronnie mentioned to have a chance Hang in there, to yeah. keep it close so you could so you could do a, <laughs> you know pull a Seahawks in the second half and, and come back they were leading at the half mm-hmm. i mean it was it had to be so demoralizing it's like playing the the, yeah. the the bulls in the 90s or playing the lakers in the 80s i mean you you or you, in the
1: early 2000s
0: yeah or in the early 2000s you just know or the, when the patriots were in their prime you just know if you're in the afc there's no no matter how good you are, you're not going to be as good as the Patriots or the Lakers or the
1: Bulls. Uh, it just it was it was it was a, a clinic. It was a spectacle. I mean, it was definitely. I mean, for if you've never watched football in your life and you just watched that one half, huh. that would make you a fan right there. Yeah, it got him off their game. I mean, Deshaun Watson, thirty-one of
0: fifty-two threw the ball fifty-two times for three hundred and eighty-eight yards and two lonely touchdowns. Deshaun Watson did everything he could. He ran for one touchdown on thirty-seven. Or 37 yards, but Stills had one touchdown on three catches and 80 yards. DeAndre Hopkins did what he could, nine catches, 118 yards, but Will Fuller with five catches at about 80% for 89 yards. Uh, it was it was something to watch. I yeah, don't think we'll yeah. ever see a game like that in the playoffs.
1: On the first half, at least. I mean, I mean it to was. To come back, to completely turn the game around, uh, complete 180. It was crazy. Sonia, yeah. you haven't said anything. What do you think? I mean, did you watch the game? I mean, did, were you know? No. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so you were you were nervous about the next game. Yeah, I was. And should we talk about that, Sonia? Sure.
0: Is there any? Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't <laughs> have much to add about
1: that game. Yeah. Other than it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah,
0: it was insane. I was bored at the end of the yeah, game.
1: Oh I, yeah, I was, I, was, I
0: was. The second half was just a snooze fest. So the next game, Seattle Seahawks at uh, Green Bay Packers, a field on which they have not won since nineteen ninety nine. Twenty-eight to twenty-three Packers. Sonya, what say you?
2: I think I think the best part of the game was watching Aaron Rodgers on the sideline when we started coming back. That was, he was like, getting nervous. He was just sitting there and just shocked because the last thing he wanted is to lose at home to us. <laughs> he I, I know he hates us.
1: Especially the last NFC championship game. That the Seahawks that we, and the Packers yeah, played yeah, in Seattle. That. that is also a classic game.
2: So I'm, I'm going to be a normal Seahawk fan, and I'm going to say that Jimmy was short. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was... He was, was short. No, I, okay? I, I, I agree with never should have got
0: to that point. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I agree. Because that was the second
1: third down conversion. I think yeah. that early in the drive, there was another third down conversion. It was a third and long? To DeAndre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, was it was a third and long. We suck at that. But man. at the same time, that was a Devante bad call. Parker. But... The first drive that the Seahawks did have, they did fumble the ball. That was also a clear yeah. recovery by Green Bay. Yep. So, that was just payback. You know, Green I mean it wasn't it wasn't payback, um but I I think there was more evidence that the ball was recovered by Green Bay than, you know, Graham actually crossed the little yellow line on the field. So I I, I, yeah, I mean the, the Graham I think it was catch more was obvious.
0: not I mean, it was, because the camera angles at almost, that old at that old pile of rocks in, yeah. in Lambeau, <laughs> yeah. it's, they, it's, ha- they don't have any good camera angles. Yeah.
2: But regardless, we should never have been in that position. The first half sucked balls. I don't understand why we are such sleepers in the first half. I don't know what voodoo Pete Carroll does in the uh, in the locker room during the halftime, but they come back a completely different team. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson. You know, oh. I have that love for him. Okay, yeah. but As this you should. Man, this man ran. I mean, it, he probably would have been able to kick the extra point if he had <laughs> to. I mean, if the man could throw and catch the ball at the same time, they don't need any of the other players Maybe on you sound the like field. Giselle.
0: Well, it's an. Ex- I mean, it's an extraordinarily <laughs> difficult analysis after the game. I mean, the knee jerk reaction is Carol's got to go. Uh, because he can't seem to understand that he doesn't have a team where he can play great defense and run the ball, which is what he wants to do, but he doesn't have the players to do that. And he didn't do it again in the first half of this game. Ran the ball far too many times with Marshawn Lynch and Travis Homer took the ball away from Russell Wilson in the first half, and they got in too big of a hole. I can't remember. I think they were down at one point. I think it was 21-7. They were down by 21 points or 28. There was 28 uh, or twenty one. Yeah. It was twenty one 21 to three, to three. At, the to three at the half. Yeah. Uh, I mean Russell. I mean Marshawn Lynch carried the ball twelve times. Many of those in the first half. It just. I. I don't think. I don't think Carroll has to go, but no. Ken Norton had literally no game plan for Devontae Parker in this game. To have your worst defensive back on Devontae yeah, Parker with I agree. two plus minutes to go in the game when they Devante have p- Devontae Adams. yeah to pick up that first down, the first first down that Friday referenced yeah. earlier, right before the two minute warning, to have your worst DB mm-hmm. on that guy, to run no double coverage on the only effing weapon that they have on their team and as a receiver. Kept- no bracket coverage the entire game, single coverage on that guy, the entire game with no one assigned to him that had, I mean, it was just a random assortment Flowers, of defensive right? backs uh yeah. i have the i have the audio clip i didn't want to hurt you with that one yeah, quite don't yet hurt me. Uh, but <laughs> not quite yet quite yet hold on Sonia. but i mean i can't remember the guy's name but he had had problems all year long i mean ken norton had no hours no he wasn't on him um, he wasn't on Devonte um adams adams on that play no he wasn't oh
2: not on him oh
0: he, on Sa- uh no on no Sa- it wasn't on Sa. but it okay. was it was i mean brian schottenheimer I just don't understand it. I mean, you have the I mean, if you want to put on a clinic how to waste the best years of a quarterback's career, they are they they I mean, they had to have a hard knocks for how to waste a quarterback. <laughs> because in the first half of these games, I mean, Friday called I mean, Franey called it last Saturday night exactly what transpired on Sunday. They were going to run the ball too much in the first half. They weren't going to let Russell Wilson throw the ball enough in the first half and they were going to be in a
1: hole that they weren't going to be able to climb out of and that's exactly what happened. I was right for once. Yep. on the podcast usually I'm wrong about these things yep. but I mean it's exactly what they did against the Eagles too I mean they could have blown the Eagles out it's the same thing that happened last year in the playoffs yeah, I know. Against, against the Cowboys Dallas, yeah. I mean they just kept on yeah. running the ball and, and I mean it, it, it was it was just a recipe for failure yeah. really I mean and, and and they did the exact same thing I mean just play your game and if they had played the same way in the first half like they did in the second half I mean the outcome may have been different
2: yeah, you know? it would have been different
0: here's your here's your Rogers adams play
1: Third down and eight. Pass to Adams.
3: What a throw and catch! What a play! What a time for it!
0: <sighs> well, they put him in the slot, and Ogo Amadi. Ogo Amadi. The, the, the reason you don't know that name is because that's a guy that should not have been covering <laughs> Devontae Adams on that fucking play. I mean, a simple, a simple slot fade, and you have just some random defensive back out there, Ken Norton. I mean, you, if you had to fire anybody on that team, Ken Norton. Should, I mean, it was an. They only have one player on offense other than Aaron Jones that can hurt you, and he doesn't even cover him. He doesn't bracket him. He doesn't double him. Nothing. I mean, it's embarrassing. Agreed.
2: Agreed. Hundred percent.
0: I, I mean, was 100%. he? I mean, they had no game plan at nope. all for Adams in that game. It's almost. It's like. I mean, it was like the opposite of Bill Belichick. Like whoever their best player is,
1: let them do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Just let you know. I mean, that first touchdown, it was like pitch and catch. You know, it was like on the practice yeah, field. I mean, it's, it's I just, know. You know, throw it, it was up,
2: embarrassing. Threw it up to uh, Adams and he'll there. catch
1: it. He just walked into the end zone. You know, no, no, no. I
0: problems. don't know
2: how we made it there. I don't know how we ended up being, what, 11, 12, and 6 or whatever. But
0: I mean, you, I mean, in fairness, you guys were beat up pretty bad. All three of your running backs were out. You had offensive linemen out. You had yeah. uh, <laughs> receivers out. I mean, it was, there whatever. were a lot of injuries uh, to the Seattle Seahawks, but they have got to use their draft picks next year to pick up some guys in the secondary on the offensive line. Wilson was running for his life again uh, back there against um, yeah. Zadaria Smith, uh, who made Odell Beckham sound smart by not having to change his shirt at halftime. That was a ridiculous display um, by Zadaria Smith having the shirt that said snubbed on it. That got onto national television. I mean, in OBJ's defense, if that were him, they would have made him go into the locker room and change it. But somehow Zadarius Smith can make a public display of not getting picked or not getting voted into the most meaningless yeah, all-star game in all of sports. Uh, but get your ego out there because next week or this coming Sunday when the San Francisco 49ers run all over you uh, with their offensive line, you won't be wearing a shirt that says snubbed. <laughs> Oh. But Roger, 16 of 27 for 243 yards and two, count them, two touchdowns in the game. Jones with a pretty pedestrian day. 21 uh, carries for 62 yards and two, count them, two touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams with eight catches and 160 <laughs> yards. And oh. that is the story uh, of the game, yep. Ken Norton. That is the story of the agreed.
2: game. I agreed. I mean, it, it was... I'm proud of my boys, but not that proud. <laughs> I'm not rooting for him tomorrow, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: But here's the play that that Sonya referenced.
2: Really? What are you doing to me tonight?
3: Rodgers throws, passes, caught, Jimmy Graham. First down.
0: You shouldn't have got to that point. But front, I mean, what did, what did you think about, uh, you know, the game plan for Pete Carroll and um Brian Schottenheimer the in the first half of that game. I know you talked Jim about it. I, want, I want to hear your opinion because you really were you were I think you were almost as angry the night before
1: that it was going to happen as you were <laughs> as it was actually happening. I, mean, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I wasn't shocked. Uh, I mean, that's what the Seahawks have been doing the entire, the entire season. season. I mean, they, they they could have blown out opponents this the whole season. Yep. I mean, they do the exact same thing. They get themselves into a hole and then they have to fight them fight their way out of it basically and and but it's only this season. I mean, it seems like the last couple of seasons they've done the same yep. thing, but they still end up, you know, with 10, 11 wins. Um, but the last two years in the playoffs have been very disappointing because uh, you know, maybe I'm not about this year. I mean, I'm not sure I'm not sure what would have happened even if they played well in the first half. Who knows? Maybe, you know, Rodgers would have gone off, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying they would have won the game, but at least the last season against the Cowboys, they could have easily won that game. They they had less injuries last season, maybe you know, made it to the Super Bowl. Um but I you know, I think they had too much stacked against them this year to even if they played their best game, I'm not saying they still would have even won because you know, the Packers, they have Aaron Rodgers and thanks for I know. Thanks for the bobblehead Ben. Yeah. I don't yeah, know, yeah. Where is it? Well
0: Sonia gave it to the dogs <laughs> to chew on during the game, to be quite honest with you. So uh, I think I Roger's foot got chewed off. <laughs> um, one of his many per- his personalities are morose, eye roll, and talking to Aaron Andrews. Those are the only three personalities <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> has. Uh, you know, the eye roll was in full effect even in a win. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rogers played; he played well. But I mean, I, Russell Wilson. Oh, he played lights out. they got, too. got oh, to figure him. out a way to They're take advantage him, of this man. talent. They're I mean,
2: wasting his talent.
0: Twenty-one of. 31 for 277 yards and a touchdown and scrambled
1: 7 times for 64
0: additional say, yards in that ad- game.
2: Yeah. He's and he everything. was a one-man
1: was wrecking yeah. crew out there. Was. the Second yeah. half of that game, one-man team. He just second. gave up. He, he like. I mean, the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line. It seemed like there was no offensive line whatsoever. I mean, you might as well have had nobody on the offensive line because he was scrambling every single time. He was in. He was running left. He was running right. I mean, he was trying his to you sacks know sacks know, nailed. I mean, pick up yardage up the field. I mean, he, he, it was it was it was sad that he, he an elite quarterback like that yeah. has to run for his life, and it, it's got. I mean. It, they should realize. I mean, the organization should realize that it's been like this for years now. Five years. Get some years. fucking offensive linemen.
2: Preston Smith from the Green Bay Packers, he described Russell. He's like chasing Russell. is like chasing a chicken in an open field. It is. It is. I mean, he <laughs> and, does such, he's,
1: and he's older now, too. Such a good job. I mean, he's oh, such a smart runner when God. he does have the ball because he doesn't, you know, get injured. He doesn't take big hits. But... He's he's so good oh, yeah, at getting away from you know linemen, defensive backs. I mean he's so good. Yeah, I mean what you guys I, I,
0: I mean I know I I texted you during the during the game, but after Malik Turner, oh my God, Malik Turner dropped oh. that first down reception short of the I think about three and a half minutes to go. Was it in Malik the game. or David Moore? It was Malik Turner that dropped that easy catch in the middle of the field. Yeah. It would have been a first down. That could have t- potentially turned the entire game. Oh, a for I mean, sure. They could have went
2: down the, we would have won.
0: They could have went down the field, scored a touchdown, and went up in the game. And I know I texted you, Frane, and said, you know, they're going to have to punt here if they don't pick up this first down. And in, and in retrospect, I've had some time to think about it. I think they probably should have gone for that that fourth and ten. It went up? Uh, given the way the defense had played in the second half of that game. Do you think they should have went for that fourth down? Well, I mean, just hindsight. To, because they didn't get the hindsight ball Hindsight
1: is always, you know, 20, 20. I a mean, 20-20. I mean, like, I mean, the, the defense didn't give them a chance uh, on Green Bay's final drive. So- um, you know, if, if the refs called it differently who kn- maybe green bay would have gone for it on fourth and inches oh, just to try to ice the game you never for know sure. what would have happened on that play they
2: would have gotten it yeah it i mean <laughs> it would have been fourth
0: and a foot
1: or yeah, less. I mean, it, yeah i mean it was really close that line and, and you know there just wasn't enough evidence to support that's right. the fact that you know he was in front of the line or behind the line um you know i wasn't i wasn't i can't say i was you know 100% rooting for either team because of what Franny's happened. Frowney's still pissed
2: about today, what,
1: what transpired? It wasn't the entire the team. Before. It was just that one. Uh, and Clowney I, I know, both
2: played like absolute
0: shit in this game yeah. and, all, and, and, also, and awesome in the game at the same time. Two huge thing. penalties. Yeah,
1: yeah he, had, he had two huge oh, yeah. penalties in this game. Um, he got knocked in the family jewels and was out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, I was, I was, I was, I wanted the Seahawks to pull it off, especially at the end of the game when they were, you know, oh, making their run,
2: the last three minutes.
1: But I mean, you know, like I said, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Should we have gone for it here? What if they didn't call this? What if they called that? I mean, there there was a lot of different calls. Um,
2: well, they shouldn't, you know, that fumble, that field goal and missed it. You know, they the, should have the, just gone for yeah, it. Yeah,
1: the fumble and and you know whether Jimmy Graham was you know beyond the the yellow line. That sort of they sort of cancel each other out. You know, yeah, I they mean, do. It, it's. I it, it, it just should have been coached differently. Pete Carroll should finally learn from his past mistakes, but it just seems like he keeps on doing the same shit over and over again. I'm not saying they should fire him. I mean, they the Seahawks have had, you know, the most success in their history under Pete Carroll. Yeah, for sure. Um and it's going to continue, but they definitely need to shore up that offensive line. Um get some, you know, get some running backs uh, in the draft, um, you know, because the ones that they do have are uh, injury prone, just a little bit, or or you know, fumble prone. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: and it's easy to say, get rid of Carroll, get rid of. I mean, I definitely think you should get rid of Ken Norton. I mean, I think that's a no brainer. But to have no plan for for Devontae Adams in this game, I think is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But but be careful what you wish for. They fire Pete Carroll, and you get, you know, another coach in there, and you're eight and eight, seven and nine, six and ten. Uh, you know, next few years, and Pete Carroll, they had him in a in a very good position to win the game. Green Bay, I think, was favored by seven points. In the game, so just the fact that they were in the position to win the game mm-hmm. probably But it looked like they were really well. going to be
1: they were going to be close. I mean, it was twenty-one yeah. to three at the half, and and they, you know they made a run at it. They, they you know, and after the game, or right, when they got back to Seattle, Jadavion Clowney
0: uh, went up to John Schneider's office, made the long trek up to his office, and said he wants to come back. Son, you mentioned he might not be back. Have you heard anything about Clowney?
2: No, Clowney said he just wants to go to a team that's going to take him to the Super Bowl. So apparently we've tried five times so far. We can't so him and do
0: 53 it. times 32 <laughs> players that want to go on a team that will take you to the Super Bowl, uh, or at least to LSU's locker room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're uh, we're both very, very sorry uh, that the Seahawks weren't able to pull it out in the game. I, a- I actually think, yeah. I thought they were going to when they were moving the ball down the field, uh, but when Malik Turner dropped that ball... Yeah. <sighs> I it felt it was, like a big rock in the pit of my stomach. Yeah, uh, because they they really fought to get to that to that point. Yep. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are probably going to get their asses beat down tomorrow. Uh, and the Seattle Seahawks probably would have also got their asses beat down. We'll see. We'll the see Niners. what's going the to way happen. We'll the talk way they're playing now.
1: We'll talk more about that. I mean, the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. The Seahawks are out of the playoffs and the Seahawks knocked the Eagles out of the playoffs, so Sorry. no more tag teams. Nope, we're tagless in the playoffs, and uh, we'll make our championship picks. Yeah,
0: we just one up. We got to wrap this one up for uh, for Sonya with a little, one more small piece of audio. What's that,
3: Marshawn? How would you describe <laughs> the three game comeback here? I was solid. Four touchdowns in three games. Pretty solid. <laughs> I ain't gonna answer your question, man. I ain't gonna solid. Do it.
2: He said it was solid.
3: Come back next year. Well, look, I say like this, though, right? I love him. It's a vulnerable time for a lot of these young dudes, you feel me? <laughs> they don't be taking care of their chicken, right? You feel me? <laughs> so if it was me or if I had an opportunity to let these little uh, young sahabs know something, say take care of y'all money, African, because that African. shit don't last forever. Now, I done been on the other side of, of retirement, and it's good <laughs> when you get over there and you can do what the fuck you want to so, I love them. i tell y'all right now while y'all in it, take care of y'all bread. So when y'all done, go ahead and take care of yourself. So while y'all at it right now, take care of y'all bodies. You know what I mean? Don't take care of y'all chicken. Don't take care of y'all mentals because, look, we ain't lasting that long. Um, you know, I had a couple of players that I played with that, you know what I mean? They no longer here no more. They no longer. So, I mean, you feel me? Start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken when y'all Enough, ready to walk away you walk away and you be able to do what you want to do but I appreciate it thank y'all what weekend. was it like to go see well, I mean an actual yeah.
0: full press conference almost for uh, I love for Marshall he, he and actually
1: Nick. answered some questions yeah. right
0: there that tells me he was really he was emotional about yeah. you know what happened he went to Rogers they exchanged jerseys uh-huh. after the game because I, they were uh, teammates I think for a minute <laughs> at Cal yeah Um. Like, I don't know how that's possible but they're from the same school Sonia, what do you think about Marshawn's exit press conference, or potentially his last press conference as a Seattle Seahawk?
2: I love him. I, I I I appreciated that. As soon as I heard that, I was dying. I think I sent it to both of you yep. guys. You gotta take care of your chicken and your mentals, man. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Someone someone wrote, um, someone needs to put this on a loop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's good advice, right? But I mean it's, it's good advice. advice. Yeah, definitely.
2: Excellent advice. I I appreciate him. I do. He's, you know. Happy Christmas and Merry New Year.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think the league is better when Marshawn Lynch is, in the, is sure. in the league, but he's going to be—you know—he'll be thirty. What's he? Thirty-three now? Thirty-two? Thirty-three? You know, he—you mentioned he said he might come back, or
2: he says we're going to see what's happening. We're going to see what's happening. He's leaving it open. He really, really enjoyed himself, and and that's what it was. Is he? You know, he loved being in Oakland, obviously, because that's his hometown, but. He loves Seattle. Seattle is where where it was at. That's where he became who he became.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that is, you know, Pete Carroll's dream. His dream is to have Marshawn Lynch back with a healthy Chris Carson and, you know, keep Marshawn, you know, fresh until the fourth quarter and just be able to run it down people's throats with a lead. I think that's his dream team.
2: Well, he was saying that he's open to a contract that way. Um, Pete Carroll, that is. He's open to having... A part-time contract with with Marshawn.
0: Yeah, I mean he could be your closer. I mean come in the fourth quarter and just jam it down people's throats because he still look good. Uh, you know the front, I, I mean, green base yeah. front is. I mean it's a, it's a really oh, yeah. you know with Jones and or uh, Smith and Smith and the, and the rest yeah, of those Smith guys. <laughs> uh, he's going to be missing some offensive linemen. We'll talk about that game, but I, I mean I, I I'm going to miss him if he doesn't come back. I'm definitely I'm going to miss Marshawn Lynch. I mm-hmm. got goosebumps when he came out on the field.
2: <laughs> I think everybody did because they they know what he meant to us.
0: All right, Frane, what's next up on the big board? All right, next up on the big board, band, we have some
1: housekeeping.
0: All right, everybody, thank you all all of our listeners to the show, our subscribers, our listeners, our new listeners, our long-standing listeners. Please, please, please go to our website thirstinggold.buzzbrout.com. There you can subscribe. You can listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out our show notes and the links to all of the stories that we talk about on the show. You can leave a review on whatever podcatcher you use to listen to the show. You can email us direct and we may answer your question on the show. You can get links to all of the drinks, the bourbons, the scotches, the beers, all of the beers that we taste on the show, all the scotches all and all the bourbons. You can also get a link to whatever Frane is drinking at the moment, which is the Woodford Reserve. You can get a link to the gin that I am drinking right now as well. You can follow us on Twitter as well as Instagram. You can get that on the show notes and on the website. And you can check out all of the photos that Frane takes in our photography studio. So please go to thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com and check out all of the information we have there for you. We truly, truly appreciate it. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please share. Please rate. And please review. Frane, what's next on a Big...
1: Board next up on the big board, Ben. We have our championship picks. All right, hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our championship picks. All right, and we have our championship picks. Do we now? Yes, we do, Ben. Did you pull them up? Oh, for the big screen, the (laughs) screen. Uh, yeah,
0: we have the Titans at the Chiefs at 12.05 Pacific time, 3.05 Eastern time, and the Packers at Niners at 3.40 on the Pacific coast and 6.40. Sorry, East Coasters, yeah, like a late said, start. That, for is the a East late, coast. that
1: is a late start. That is a late start. We were just talking about that off the podcast. That is late. Yeah, so luckily it's a five hour game like the NCAA yeah. <laughs> Championship.
0: Golly, those games go for a long, Did long you watch time. That? I watched a good chunk of it, yeah. but then, and then LSU sort of pulled away, yeah. but it, went, I think it was four and a half hours long. Well, the, the halftime
1: was. I'm sure their halftime was probably a lot longer. Half than you an days. hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it, those they just drag the the ads out as long as <laughs> yeah. they can, four and a half hours. So, Sonia. yes, Friday,
1: championship talk? Sunday, championship Sunday. Who would have thought that Tennessee would have made it this far? Seriously, huh?
0: not the Steelers who were <laughs> trying to grab that last <laughs> playoff spot. <laughs> Thank goodness we didn't get it because we definitely would not have deserved it.
1: Uh, but Friday, what do you think? Are we going to talk about Tennessee, Kansas City first? Let's That's do the it. first game. That's Let's the first do it. game. Um, I don't know. I mean, Tennessee has been impressive. They've been very impressive. I mean, they knocked off the Patriots. Then they go ahead and knock off the Ravens. I just don't think they have the offensive weapons to do the same thing to Kansas City. I mean, their defense has played well, but Kansas City, after that offensive explosion that they had in the second quarter and third and fourth quarter, <laughs> I think it's gonna kind of carry o- carry over into this game, and they're not gonna start slow. They're not gonna make the same mistake. I know Andy Reid usually loses in the championship round. <laughs> it was his bread and butter when he was with the Eagles, but I think bread without butter this time. This time around, there's no Patriots, there's no Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick standing in the way. I think he's gonna roll over Mike Vrabel. And the Tennessee Titans, I think they will win this one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was against um, it, the Texans. It's going to be a little bit closer because the the Titans will run the ball a little bit more. Um, but still, I think Kansas City will win this one. What about you, Ben? I, you know, Mike,
0: shut the fuck up and play Vrabel. Uh, I think he's going to have everybody on that team ready to go tomorrow. I mean, his defense, you know, they played amazing last week. I mean, I can't say enough about how their defense played last week. Yeah, Their injury, I mean, they don't have a ton of injuries. Uh, Jalen Brown uh, is questionable. Uh, Jack Conklin is questionable. Rashad Evans is questionable. Cody Hollister uh, uh, is questionable. Adam Humphreys, that's a little bit of a problem for them, but I think all these guys are going to play. Uh, the Chiefs, Chris Jones, uh, defensive end Chris Jones, is questionable, but I think he will play. LaShawn McCoy, who hasn't seen the field uh, in a long, long time, best of my recollection, um, hasn't played. But the, if Chris Jones is able to play, I mean, I believe in the Titans. I do. I mean, I, I think that if anybody can give the Chiefs a run in the playoffs, I mean, I, I mean, to Franny's point, uh, somebody knocked off uh, the best team in the AFC, the Ravens, for Andy Reid. Somebody knocked off. The Patriots for Andy Reid took them out of his way. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, but it will be close. I think that the fact that the Chiefs defense is playing as well as it is here down the stretch doesn't bode well for Tennessee.
1: And I mean, I think it all I mean, comes... Tennessee did beat them early in the year, too. They yep. did. They, they did. So that was a 35 32, I think, the final score in that one. I'm not sure where they were playing. They might have been playing in Tennessee. I think they played in Tennessee, yeah. Yeah. But,
0: I, I mean, it's a, I mean, this is a tougher game to call than I think a lot of people. I mean, I think a lot of people assume that they're going to, you know, the Chiefs are going to run away with this one. I mean, they're favored by seven in the game, seven and a half in the game. You know, the way that their defense is playing, I think, is going to be the difference in the, in the game. I mean, the Chiefs' defense is playing a whole lot better uh, than I expected. If Chris Jones is able to play and Clark is, Frank Clark is playing amazing right now. Their DBs are playing pretty well as well. I I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out, but it's going to be close. Sonia, what do you think?
2: Well, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but uh, it's my understanding that if the Titans can get a run game against them, the Chiefs are not going to be able to stop them.
0: Well, Derrick Henry is a man. Yes. I mean, he is a man. Yes, you got to
1: focus on bringing him down.
0: Yeah, when they're right. by the
1: legs. Yes, when
0: you know after you know it's, you know a thousand years from now when they're studying you know the different phases of human development. <laughs> I mean, during this stage of human development, you know they're gonna there's gonna be a you know you know male specimen, woman specimen. He's gonna be a specimen for a man. That guy, <laughs> nobody wants to tackle him. You know, he is a beast. Both you know at the line of scrimmage and when he gets moving down the field. And he's much more quick laterally than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. And he's much harder to bring down in the open field than anybody I've seen probably since Jerome Bettis. And he's got much better quickness with his feet than Bettis. Although Bettis is underrated as uh, a nimble running back, especially early on in his career. But yeah, I, that's on you. So you're rooting for the Chiefs. Why are you rooting for the Chiefs?
2: <laughs> I I, honest, I don't know. I really don't know. Um well, you know, the NFC, both those teams burned me, so I'm, I'm a little bitter. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I want the Chiefs to go for it. And, you know, you guys are talking all about the Andy Reid thing, so I'll jump on that bandwagon as well. I'd like to see him get a ring. And um, and, and Mahomes, you know what? The kid deserves it. He does. He deserves it. But tomorrow's game is going to be interesting. You know, we're, we're, we're talking, okay, you know, Chiefs are going to blow him up. But, again, if the Titans are – if the Titans get that run game going, from what I understand, the Chiefs are not good against a a run offense. So we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: I mean, the, the Chiefs, they have everything cooking. And, and Franny and I talked about this last week. I mean, it's hard to find someone to say anything bad about Andy Reid. I mean, everyone, I think, is rooting for him. Uh, you know, he's got, he's constantly having to compete against coaches that came from his own staff because there are so many people around the league that are assistant coaches as well as mm-hmm. head coaches that have played for Andy Reid. Yep. I mean, if anyone deserves to finally stand on that podium at the end of Super Bowl Sunday victorious, it is Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. fine, do you have any thoughts about Andy Reid, your former
1: well, we might coach talk, that you we, ran out of town we might talk we wouldn't run him out of town he was there for quite a while ben and he just he just <laughs> oh, couldn't yeah. make it over he the was hump getting
0: pelted by tomatoes and
1: oh no he rotten wasn't fruit the, he the, goes, the, the eagles were very kind to that guy all right heading uh, down <laughs> <the> interstate 15 <laughs> um but we'll talk more about that in the super in the super bowl picks because we have that coming up as well yeah um, but, no, I mean, I, I believe that the Chiefs will win this game. I want the Chiefs to win this game. And you also believe that they will win this game. Yeah. And Sonia also believes mm-hmm. that they will win this game. You know, I mean, everybody thought the Ravens would also win.
2: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: everyone well, thought I did the Patriots the, would win too. but
0: I did take the Chiefs and the Packers in you know, a parlay. I, I,
1: it, it's a good story. It's a good story for, for the Titans. You know, I mean, maybe Disney can make another movie about the Titans, about the, <laughs> the, the professional team. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm just thinking that Kansas City... Their, their offense is special.
0: And what's, I mean, Tannehill, he's got to be competent with the ball. He's got to hit receivers to pick up first downs, especially on third down. <laughs> and he's got to be able to, to do what wow. he did in this
1: in this most recent and game was, is run the ball for first huge. downs when he has to. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, he, I mean, <laughs> ever since he's taken over as the starting QB, I mean, he, he's seven and two, I believe. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, The or, Dolphins or, are or, sitting
2: there scratching their heads going, what the? Yeah. I <laughs> well, mean, the
0: Jets are, are can, the ones that should be sitting there scratching their heads, you know, hiring the guy that. You know
1: that that messed up that guy's that, career, right?
0: Yeah, is now he's playing for the conference championship, and he potentially could win this game. Yeah, uh, the way that Derrick Henry is playing, he could win this game.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Sonya's two favorite teams in the NFC Championship game. the Niners and the these? Packers? <laughs> Are we allowed to use that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they love it when they
0: love it when podcasts use their own yeah, their music. I mean, never... I've heard it.
1: I've, I mean, this is yeah. like you know. Typical is, football music. This is the official. Yeah, this is. Yeah.
0: Why are you playing that? Yeah. Okay, it's NFC baby. Yeah. And Sonia, this is right in your wheelhouse. We're, Franny and I are just gonna. We're just gonna Take step away. away from the podcast and let you talk. Take I got nothing. I really Sonia.
2: don't. I don't. I don't care. Well, I, I was who, hoping they would both lose.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's possible. But I was hoping they would <laughs> both lose. <laughs> but if the, the had, Kansas City Chiefs
2: versus, if you had to choose, if I have to choose, I would like to see Kansas City play the 49ers oh what
1: really? really i'm really shocked yes that you just said that, Sonia. because usually I you're think...
0: running out of the house throwing shit on the ground saying fucking
2: 49ers That's and i will not... damn but... jimmy g no <laughs> i know <huh? laughs> um I, I i think it would be a really good game seeing mahomes against jimmy g i i don't know i i think that that would be an interesting game i i you know what look I know everyone's got a hard on for Aaron Rodgers. He's he's a great quarterback. I'm not going to take anything um, away from him. The shit he can do.
1: I think I I might, you know, be in that crowd.
2: Yes, I
0: know. Uh, well, I mean, going up against Ken Norton is not exactly a pretty, particularly uh, complex defense to pick. No, apart. I,
1: I you know, I'm not sure who would who. I mean, I, I just I mean Ben was really impressed with the Niners last week. I've been impressed with the Niners all season long. Their defense has been amazing, like they you do. said, Ben, last week. Tackling wise, defense wise, I mean they don't are an made am- Their front four is amazing. It's their crazy. running backs, the way they run the ball, the plays that they draw up, how clever they are when they do run the ball. Um, I just don't think the Packers can beat them. I, I, you know, the Niners are just a better team. I mean, obviously the the, the Packers have the better quarterback, but. The better team is the Niners. I mean, the the Niners are just better all across the board. I mean, you know, they don't have big name wide receivers and neither do the the Packers. I mean, the Packers have struggled on offense. Um, You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers has struggled (laughs) on offense. This year hasn't been his best year. Um, I, I just think the Niners will win this game. I think they will win it easily. Uh, you know, I don't, th- I don't think it's even going to be close. I th- you know, they're going to put so much pressure on Aaron Rodgers. No quarterback in the league likes pressure, and they do Especially well against <laughs> pocket passers. You know, Aaron Rodgers—he's an elite level quarterback, but he can't run away from the defense the same way that uh, Russell Wilson does. I mean, Russell Wilson does it. I, he, hes hes just, I mean, he mean—in the position that he's, in, he's perfect for the for for a, for for a team that has yeah. no offensive line. He's perfect for them. Um, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers just can't do that. I, you know, he can throw the ball, he can toss the ball downfield, he's very accurate with football, but he just he's not going to be able to beat the Niners tomorrow. I don't I don't see how the Niners can lose this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Friday and I talked uh, about the game last week. Week uh, was it last week? Yeah, last mm-hmm. week. I mean, their offensive line and defensive line both just For just, just 18 pushed weeks, them around, and they have no injuries of note going into the game tomorrow. They are one hundred. Uh percent healthy. Everyone is back. Uh, the key to this game is going to be whether or not you know Martinez, Smith, and Smith uh, and company on that defense on that defense for the Grand, Green Bay Packers is able to to bottle up that running game of uh, Coleman and Mostert and Brita mm-hmm. and somehow get pressure on Jimmy G. Although I don't know that they're going to expect much of Jimmy G. throwing yeah. the ball tomorrow. But what I saw from that team. Last week, I, I, you know, I just don't. Every week before last, I, I just don't. I don't know how anyone that's left in the playoffs, other than potentially the Chiefs, who could outscore them. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's they the were team. just pushing people around on both. I mean, the offensive line and defensive line just manhandled mm-hmm. uh, their their competition in 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 that game. I, I've just never. I mean, the Vikings had they had no chance. I mean, they had literally no chance in the game, but. The Green Bay Packers do have one man. <laughs> one, unfortunately, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but they do have one man that can do very, very special things on any given Sunday, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Graham uh, has been, you know, raised from the dead apparently, and is now catching footballs for the first <laughs> time in half a decade. Uh, but with 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 Adams and Jones, uh, and if Jimmy. It, you know, can play pretty well, but I bet Aaron Rodgers can still make magic happen. Yeah. And if the defense can keep them in the game, the defense has been playing pretty well under Mike Patton and if they can if they can bottle up Jimmy G a little bit and keep the game within a touchdown or even ten points going into that fourth quarter, I think Aaron Rodgers could pull it out. But I'd be shocked if mm-hmm. the Niners didn't run away with it.
1: Yeah, I mean if they're playing in Lambo, maybe the Packers would have a chance, but they're playing in San Francisco or near San Francisco at Levi Stadium. I just I don't see the Packers winning this game. Yeah, and
0: everybody is healthy for the for the Niners. Everybody on defense mm-hmm. is there. Richard Sherman has got a giant chip on his shoulder. I don't know Obnoxious why. Obnoxious press conference. He's annoying. Again, huge interception in the last game. Uh, but he, I mean, if you run the stats on him, I mean, in the playoffs, he mm-hmm. is statistically the best cornerback yeah. ever and, and to play in the playoffs. When you, if you're looking at been big targets, fan. touchdowns compared to oh, Richard I'm not, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I, I think that there, his, his, his sort of shtick was cute for a while. There, you know, I'm really smart, and I'm going to tell you how how I feel. I, I was on his side a couple of weeks ago when he was getting attacked for negotiating his own contracts because NFL agents. You know, let's be honest, NFL agents are not the sharpest tools in the shed. So giving those guys three, four, 5% of your money to negotiate a contract that it looks like just about every other single person's contract out there. They're not exactly recreating well, the AD's wheel. Well, AB's
1: agent was smart. He yeah, dropped yeah, it yeah. yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in the news, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure that's the news. Some sure shot. But
0: Sherman negotiated his own contract. He put a lot of incentives in the contract, and he met nearly every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And now he is making more money than most any other quarterback, quarterback in the league because of the contract that he negotiated. But the, players you, or but the, the folks out there at... Pro football talk and other places, who essentially are funded by agents around the league, were giving him a lot of shit for negotiating his own contract. And why shouldn't he? I mm-hmm. mean, if he's if he's certainly as smart as Drew Rosenhaus is, why can't he negotiate his own contract? Mm-hmm. But these guys on this defense for San Francisco, they are they're intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bosa and D Ford and the rest of those guys back there. I mean they are a pretty pretty shocking defense and I think that they're going to make life miserable. Yeah, I mean like for Aaron we, mentioned,
1: we mentioned. I mean it's reminiscent of that Harbaugh defense when they went to the Super Bowl. Um they're probably better, but yeah, know, I mean I mean when there's a when there's a play to be made in the open field, I mean they tackle the guy, they bring him down and that's going to be huge um, in this game, so.
0: I mean Buckner back there uh, it it can well, what's your prediction for Rodgers? I think I think one of the keys to this game is that Rodgers has to be able to be mobile. He has to go back to being to. the young Aaron Rodgers where he's able to get away from that defensive pass rush, get out there, roll out both to the left and to the right, and make plays down the field to what he has in terms of his receiving core. Mm-hmm. Because I think that Shanahan and uh, Sala they are going to have <laughs> a plan for, for that. Ken Norton did not have for uh, Devontae Adams in this game, and I think that he is not going to be as open as he was last week. Yeah, no,
1: no. So, how, I mean, this defense is way better.
0: But can Rodgers make magic rolling outside of that pocket? Can he take the, the Can he take what the defense is giving him and not try to overdo it? Not try to make too many big plays. Can he make just matriculate plays. Make, the ball make down some, the
1: field? He'll make some big plays, but he's not going to make enough big plays to beat this defense and to beat the 49ers. I, I just I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening either. Yeah. I mean, but
0: seven, point, seven points actually seems low to me. It did in terms does. of the spread in this game. We'll probably hear about that in the betting corner. Oh, yeah, because I think you take the Niners. Sonia, <laughs> what do you think? Anything else to add about the teams? One... I don't think
2: I'm going to watch it.
1: Oh, yeah, well, I, w- I don't blame you, Sonia. I don't blame you. If it was the, if it was the Cowboys, I probably wouldn't watch it yeah, myself.
2: I don't think I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah,
0: Sonia is just typically she's a little bit uh, you know a little bit dramatic when it comes to teams from the NFC West. <laughs> uh, and, but can uh, you blame
1: her? Can you blame Sonia? No, no, I, I can't mean, blame if, her. If it was if it was the Ravens in the AFC Championship game, if it was the Bengals or the Browns, who will never make it to the AFC Championship game, <laughs> this, I mean, how would you feel, Ben? I
0: you would, know? I would feel just like Sonia.
3: Yeah. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fired.
1: That's a little loud. That's loud. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we'll clean it up. We'll clean it
1: up in post. We're waking up the, the, the waking,
0: audience. But, yeah, we'll clean that one up in post. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I think I'll probably be able to convince Sonia to yeah. to watch the game. Tomorrow, well, so uh, it'll be huh?
2: Chiefs Niners. Yeah. Chiefs so, Niners Super Bowl.
1: That's our that, that's our next uh, topic on the agenda. What's that Super Bowl pick. Super Bowl pick? Ronnie, what's next it, I'm on big board? Oh. our Super Bowl picks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it
4: Doofuses. seems.
1: It's, I mean, there's only four teams left. Two games remaining. Well, didn't we uh, just pick the two uh, games? We, we just winners. picked them. So it so looks we like it looks kinda
2: like chose who's going to be in the 49ers, Super
1: Bowl. So it's uh, red on
2: red, red on red, red rom. So. <laughs>
1: Who do you want to win the Super Bowl, though? Chiefs. If it is, if it is the Chiefs, if it is the Niners, Chiefs. Chiefs.
0: Oh, for sure, Chiefs.
1: Yeah. I. I, I mean, I,
0: I'm not a huge Kyle Shanahan fan. Uh, it's hard to argue with his success, but I'm not a huge fan of his coaching style nor his personality. I don't think it has a, a long tenure in the NFL. I think a lot of people. Oh. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of his players will grow tired of it. But he's obviously successful. I'm just not. I mean, I would pre- much prefer a Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin style. <laughs> oh, well, oh my see, where god, where your players? We're gonna have
2: to do a replay of the last players. Yeah,
0: yeah, the players, where the players don't hate your guts. We should fire Carroll. Fire Tomlin. Carol, fire get rid of Tomlin. Him.
1: He's the worst. He's the worst coach ever. Well, we can't fire Tomlin now. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he had a he's great he's proven this year he that he had a great uh,
0: year, and yeah. uh, you know the hirings around the league uh, until next year. The hirings around the league, both in terms of coaching staffs, which we'll get into after the Super Bowl, in terms of the OCs. And the DCs and other people that were hired around the league. It wasn't a particularly diverse hiring class this year. Uh poor Art Rooney the second is uh you know, stomping up and down the hallways trying to figure out why they can't get any diversity in the coaching staffs. Uh but if I could root for anybody, it would be it would be Andy Reid this yeah. year. I think he can I think this is it. This is I mean, ev- they've parted the red seas for him. Yep. <laughs> they've yep. taken I every you know, every way. obstacle away and he's just left with the Tennessee Titans to get to the Super Bowl. That's all that's in front of him. Uh Not the Patriots, not the Ravens, not the Steelers. Yep. You know, they've parted the seas for him and they've left him with Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) So... That's. I mean, if there was ever. Right. Oper- Tannehill has not well, been
1: that bad, though. He man. hasn't. But,
0: but I mean, would you rather face him or Lamar Jackson? Or they already faced Lamar or Jackson. Ben Roethlisberger. I Brady. Lamar
1: Jackson, you know, already faced Tannehill and couldn't be can overcome that. Um, so I mean, you know, Tannehill has proven to be a successful quarterback away from Miami. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious. But to I, see. I, I'm also rooting for Andy Reid. You know he he he. Was in Philadelphia for so many years and brought so much success to that team. I mean, uh, was it six NFC Championship games? You know, one Super Bowl appearance. Unfortunately, one out of six. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm rooting for him because he's been in the league for you know 20 years now, and um, I, I I just want him to finally get a ring. He couldn't do it with the Eagles. At least get it with the Chiefs. You know, I mean, he's, he's got the quarterback to do it. He's got the offense to do it. He's an offensive-minded uh, uh, coach. Not so much defense, but their defense has played well. And and so I would love to see Andy Reid win one finally and put a ring on his finger to prove that he is on the you know elite caliber coaching.
0: Oh, he he's definitely there. Or, I don't know. He's the he's the branch. he's the he's the branch they got to come the out. And bring, he's yeah. the guy that <laughs> the he's he's the branch where they got to come out and cut it off the power lines. He's yeah. way up there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's you know he's above where even yeah. the, the doves will sit yeah. on the power lines. He's <laughs> way up there. Uh, yeah. I mean I'm just really curious to see what Vrabel is going to do tomorrow. I mean mm-hmm. what he did with Jackson, forcing him to throw the ball outside to the hash marks, was brilliant. Uh, you know, much like Belichick, take away his his strength, he jammed up the middle of the field and forced Jackson out to the perimeters, you know, to the sidelines of the field where he has, you know, struggled for a long time throwing the ball to the hash marks. I'm really curious to see what Vrabel's defensive strategy is going to be against a team with, you know, Williams and Hill and Hardman and the rest of the – and, and it's it's a stacked offense. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious to see how, how he's going to approach it against Andy Reid. I'm afraid the game could be closer uh, than Andy Reid might like. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. It'll be the Chiefs and the Niners, with the Chiefs winning the game.
2: Sonia. I just I started it off by saying it's going to be the Chiefs. <laughs> I know, but do you have any? listening? Do you have anything more to
0: add before we move on to the next segment?
2: Uh, no, no, I don't. I guess next week we'll we can talk about whether or not the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> our practical,
1: the
0: practical member of our team is back.
2: So there will be a game
0: tomorrow,
1: and That's we'll right. know yeah, who good. is actually going to the. And table. now we're in ten minutes in. We can look at the. We can look at the clock now but on did the we big ever screen.
2: Get our our predictions for the season. Oh yeah, we we didn't follow up on that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Then. We, we need to follow up on our on our yeah. win. Yeah, maybe totals. we can do that next week because will okay. yeah, yeah. we'll we'll there's day. yeah, there's, there's we'll plenty right. of time. All right, Ronnie. Sonia is telling me we have to go to what's next up on the big board. <laughs> next up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. It's a little bit later in the podcast. This evening. Yes, it's Super
0: Bowl and Championship Weekend. We'll be right back with our NFL news.
1: All right, and we are back, and Ben has a stack of news for us to review. Stack of news. All right. First
0: up, Kevin Stefanski hired by the beautiful, beautiful Cleveland Browns. The Philadelphia Native led the Vikings and their offense to a 10 and 6 record with a win over the New Orleans Saints during the wild card round. The Vikings were middle of the road in yards produced this season but finished 8th in or 8th in points uh, per game, 25.4. Stefanski is the third youngest head coach in the NFL behind Sean McVay, but better looking, I am told. And <laughs> Zach Taylor, also better looking, I am told. Stefanski joined the Minnesota Vikings in 2006 as an assistant head coach uh, to Brad Childress. Uh, so, Friday. All right, Sonia is here, so I probably won't read the rest of this particular segment. But I just wanted to get you guys' take on Stefanski getting hired by the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Well-known lover of analytics, uh, Josh McDaniels turned down the job because he essentially informed Jimmy Haslam and the rest of the Cleveland Browns ownership group that you're
1: the Browns that he
0: was he wanted <laughs> to want make to take the job. Yeah, he wanted to make fundamental changes to the power structure and the way that they do things there. Haslam wants to keep it as is. He has a huge analytics team that allegedly is going to look at Kevin Stefanski's game plan every Friday and determine whether it's up to snuff for Sunday's game. But Stefanski, uh, you know, he's, he's going to have to deal with uh, with Jimmy Haslam and Dee Podesta, well-known baseball man. Uh, what do you think about that hiring away from the Vikings to the hapless Cleveland Browns?
1: Uh, good luck to Stefanski. Uh, you know, I, I think he's the only guy in the league that— That would actually take the job, and they hired him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was the runner up
1: last year. He was the runner up for the for the job last year. Yeah, they put. Well, I mean, I think they're going to have some more success this year than they did under Freddie Kitchens. I mean, Freddie Kitchens didn't know what the hell he was doing with that team. Um, I mean, we'll see. Well, I mean, it's the Browns. You know, I mean, every coach that goes there thinks he's going to do some big things in Cleveland, but it seems like it's a failure year after year after year for you know ever. Yeah, I mean, Uh, so we'll see. I mean, he worked his way up through the the Vikings organization.
0: Yeah, He is a big fan of analytics, and allegedly that is going to drive what the Cleveland Browns do going forward. But they've got huge problems in their locker room. One of the stories we'll talk about a little bit later in the show, but they've got huge problems in terms of their personnel and their ownership in Jimmy Haslam. And personalities. Sonia, what do you think about the Cleveland Browns making yet another hire? to their head coaching Son is ranks. Sonia's only here
1: so she won't get fined.
2: That's true. At least he's good looking. <laughs> at least there's something good to look at in Cleveland these days.
0: Oh, Sonia has an uh, official uh, statement. Uh, and that, that is all I have <laughs> to say. That is, man with beard trimmer gets job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up Bronco, we have... nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always... He's got it right at about a quarter of an inch at all times. All right, next up, a pretty sad story, actually. Uh, Carolina Panthers linebacker Luke Kuechly Fighting fighting back tears in a video posted on social media this week announced on Tuesday that his plans are to retire from the NFL at the age of twenty eight. I said on Twitter, In my heart, I know it's the right thing to do. Kigley passed or paused to gather his emotions. He said, I still want to play but I don't think it's the right decision. I thought about it for a long time. Now is an opportunity to step away with what's going on here. Kigley did not explain precisely why he can't play fast, physical, and strong at this point in his career, but what is known is that in 2015 to 2017, the 2013 NFL Defensive Player of the Year missed seven games due to concussions. One concussion in particular was really, really bad. Uh, He wore an experimental device named the Q-collar around his neck the past three seasons. The inventor claimed it reduced the risk of concussions. Keekly was the last officially ruled out for a concussion since he was carted off the field in tears during a Thursday night game in 2017. He did miss time during the training camp for an undisclosed injury, but he later insisted that it was not a concussion. Keekly said his final farewell from his favorite place besides the field, the linebackers room at Bank of America Stadium, where he watched countless hours of film to be one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He said, I know this is the right chance for me or this is the right chance for me to move on. It makes me sad because I love playing this game. I played it since I was a kid. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. The memories I have from this place and this organization and being on the field with these guys, they'll never go away mm-hmm. Friday. what do you think about concussions forcing yet another young player out of the game
1: no i mean it's it's sad I because he's been you know one of the best linebackers in the league for the past you know eight seasons um so it's sad to see him go but I'm, I'm you know i'm sure this is something that we'll see a lot of going forward a lot of these guys um make more money than they ever have in the nfl a lot of these young guys so uh in their late 20s early 30s i'm, I'm sure we'll see a lot of these guys retiring early because of all the research being done for brain injuries. And so it's 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 sad but I think he's doing the right thing stepping out, you know, right now at his age. I mean we saw, you know, luck leave um uh, uh who was it the uh the receiver with the Lions with multiple injuries uh, Calvin Johnson Calvin Johnson as well. He was very young when 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 he retired. Um so I mean, you know, good for him for 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 doing making the right move right now and 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 considering his health. Um, but it, it's sad. I mean, because cause he had. I mean, he was an exciting football player to watch on the field. I mean, you know, when they talk about some of these linebackers, they give J.J. Watt all this. Uh, you know all these accolades. I mean, he's, I mean, J.J. Watt wasn't that. I mean, he's, he's for three good. for three years he was yeah, good I, as good as they come. But you know, for I, I, the remainder I, I of his Keekly, career, I mean, not so much. Keekly I mean, just watching the guy, you can tell that th- he was a difference maker on the field. So it sucks to see him go, but he's making the right decision, in my opinion. Sonia,
2: I, I agree. I think it's a brave decision. Um, I'm proud of him for doing it, you know he wants to keep his mentals and his chicken. <laughs>
0: He's. Uh, I was going to say the same thing that Sonya said about the mentals and the chicken, but she took that out from underneath me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I agree with. I could not have said it better than what uh, Friday just said. It's. It's. I think we're going to see more of this, and yeah. good for him for yeah, stepping made, away. he's yeah.
1: made 50 dollars. You know, he can live off of that and, yep. and just remain healthy and, and, you know, not have any issues in the future. So. But he's he's as good as it gets at
0: the linebacker position next to Bobby Wagner, and it, the game won't be the same without him. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. A couple of amazing Hall of Fame inductions on national television. Oh, that. Bill Cower got into the oh. NFL Hall of Fame during Saturday's games on CBS Sports. Uh, the uh, representative from the National Football League Hall of Fame walked onto the set, and teary eyed Bill Cower was told that he was going to be making. Uh, the Hall of Fame Cowers is being inducted after spending nearly 30 years in the NFL. The former Steelers coach actually started in the league as a player, spending five seasons as a linebacker with both the Eagles and the Browns. After his time as a player ended, Cower moved to the sidelines where he spent time as an assistant coach with the Browns. Sorry to hear that. 1985 to 1988. And the Chiefs, 1989 to 91. After spending three years as a defensive coordinator in Kansas City, Cower moved to the Pittsburgh Steelers where he would become the – head coach in 1992, taking over over for the legendary Chuck Dole. Over the course of 15 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Coward led the team to the postseason 10 times with literally no quarterbacks during that stretch, a total that included six AFC title games, two Super Bowl appearances, and a win in Super Bowl 40 with Ben Roethlisberger and Jerome Bettis leading the charge. Franny, what do you think about Bill Cowher, the chin finally getting in. What what? What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I, mean,
2: ben. He, he was,
0: I think he deserves it. I oh, think of course. what he. How was do you a, feel about it? Oh, I'm very very happy. Ben got teary eyed too. I got very teary eyed. I mean, <laughs> he you? yeah. I mean, with with what he was <laughs> able to work with over there, I mean, he had some great receivers during his time there. He had some some really solid defenses, but he could never really get it together at the quarterback position, playing Mike Tomczak and Cordell Stewart and Neil O'Donnell uh, and a Bubby Brister. And, I mean, it was really tough for him to get uh, something together at the quarterback position. He was constantly having to be really, really creative with the offensive side of the ball. He was lucky enough to have Jerome Bettis for several years over there, as well as Rashad Mendenhall. But, you know, he deserves it. He held that team together, got them to to the playoffs over and over again without much help from the quarterback position. So I'm
1: really happy. Franny, Sonia, what do you think? He deserves it. He deserves it. He really does. With all the success he had.
2: I'm more excited to hear what Ben has to say about the next person. (laughs) Jimmy
0: Johnson, also teary-eyed, was told on Sunday on national television for all the spectacle that is the NFL that he would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Johnson is a legendary evaluator of talent and former teammate of... Jones at the University of Arkansas helped Jerry Jones helped architect the Cowboys team that was that not only won two Super Bowls during his time in Dallas but a third following a toxic split from Jones following the 1993 season while it was Barry Switzer who steered the Cowboys and steered his putting it very generously, to a third Super Bowl win in the mid-90s. The accomplishment was and continues to be roundly viewed as Switzer simply keeping the house of cards built by Johnson and from collapsing until it eventually did just that a couple years later. Franny, what do you think about Jimmy Johnson from the NFC
1: East getting into the Hall of Fame? He also deserves it. He wasn't a coach with the Cowboys for that long. He probably should have been a a coach a little bit longer. Um, But, no, he, he definitely deserves it. I mean, he, he won a couple of Super Bowls over there. He, he won two, two, and then Switzer won the yeah, third. Yeah, he, he won the third one. But he he built that team. He put that team together, and, and it was a good fucking team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got a shot of Troy Aikman actually it. tearing Damn up Cowboys, tearing up actually the in the in championship in the broadcast booth during that game. Sonny, Do I get a shot? <laughs> <laughs> Does that warrant a shot? Wait, what did you say? Uh, nothing. Wait, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does. whatever you said does deserve a shot. If you're you asking it. me, whatever,
2: it's over. Who gives a shit?
0: But, All right, let's uh, do the shot. Well, actually, Antonio Brown's also on the agenda, so Cowboys maybe we'll wait until— uh, Winning championships. I'll do a half a shot with you. Have I'll do a half a shot about, with oh, you. Oh, we got
1: five championships. Uh, most Cowboys fans that are 30 years old don't even know what you know <laughs> raising a trophy looks like.
0: Yeah, 30 damn years almost. Uh, but Jerry Jones' toxic personality and toxic way—I mean, he grabbed Jimmy Johnson from the University of Miami, uh, because he thought he would be able to push him around. He built that team as a—I mean, he was—he was, he was a, a just a rock star recruiter at the University of Miami as well. So I take back what I said in my text message to Franny and last a good, week.
1: He's a good commentator too. I like listening to him. Who's that? on Fox? I don't think you'll see him again after this year. Yeah, why not? I think he's gonna ride off into the sunset. Maybe, Maybe. Uh, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, Jimmy. But um, I, I do, I do enjoy. It. He's one of the few Jimmy. Cowboys, former Cowboys, and what isn't a, fl- a player, but you know, at least coach that I actually do. I mean, Aikman, I'm not a huge fan of. Romo is terrible. Ben, you're a huge fan. Um, I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Bruce of Springsteen. Tony Romo's down there a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take a shot. All right, take your shot. to Saying a few negative trashing the Cowboys. About the Cowboys and their
0: fans, no less. Not just the team, but their fans as
1: well. <laughs> Cheers, Jimmy Johnson. Cheers. Congratulations. Good on making job. It.
0: Yeah, he deserves it. I take back what I said. All right. Next up. Julian Edelman. Oh, Lord. What is it? What is it with England Patriots wide receivers? Wide receivers. Oh, my God. Julian Edelman was arrested after allegedly jumping on the hood of a car cited for misdemeanor vandalism and released Saturday night in Beverly Hills you know, home of all the wannabe tough guy hipsters on the, in the NFL making a ruckus down in Beverly Hills, going out and really getting into the nitty-gritty of the city, hanging out in the posh part of Beverly Hills.
1: And this isn't written down. This is just Ben coming yeah, up with I this Yeah, I mean, stuff. it's ridiculous, you know.
0: <laughs> it's exactly where I would expect someone who pays... You know, two or three hundred dollars a month to keep his beard just so. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> where I would expect him to be making. I don't expect him to go hang out in any kind of a neighborhood. Also, a in, guy. Yeah, huh? in Los Angeles, where he might actually be a physical risk of anything happening. I don't and, think he'd be in a physical risk than most. By I mean, yeah, yeah, he's
1: he's he's, he's a ripped up. But guy if you too, yeah, man. if you
0: Google Map where he is, it's like in this this posh sop, you know shopping center in Beverly Hills. I mean, give me a break. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Edelman, 33, allegedly deserve a shot for He that. jumped on the hood of a Mercedes, <laughs> causing damage to the car. It's unknown who the car belonged to, but this week he was charged with misdemeanor vandalism. Uh, that's Julian Edelman, hanging what was he out doing in, out here? He was hanging out with uh, yeah, I do Antonio Brown. <laughs> you know, I mean, he he said what's what's the most boring safe place in Los Angeles, and yeah. he, they took him to Beverly Hills. <laughs> Oh my uh-huh. the, the, I mean, well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> so I mean, Beverly Hills is not exactly the hotbed of culture and interesting bars and restaurants. There's
1: not a ton to do in, in Beverly no. Hills. Beverly but then again, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go to a bar in Beverly Hills and spend, you know, $20 on a drink either.
0: But you can go to like Manhattan Beach or something. I mean, there are places yeah, there, in LA where you can yeah. go and, and have a, you know, being a little bit more. Lively, interesting sort of, place, yeah. and it's still expensive. I mean, Kobe didn't live in Beverly Hills; he lived in you lived know in in Newport or yeah, yeah, Orange County. Yeah. You know, some place where you can actually have a good time. I mean, he's hanging Newport's out. In the, okay. I mean, you could you drop a you throw a quarter on the ground, and you could hear it for you know three hundred yards <laughs> oh. in Beverly Hills out past ten o'clock at night. <laughs> Anything to add about? Uh,
1: I think you've added it all. All man. right.
0: <laughs> Next up, Odell Another Beckham Jr. Here we go. An arrest warrant has been issued for Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. for alleged battery of a police officer yeah. during his action actions following LSU's national championship Stupid. victory, according to a report from NOLA.com. Beckham was already under scrutiny for handing out for hitting out what appear to be <laughs> wads of cash to several LSU players, including wideout Justin Jefferson, following the victory. LSU originally said the Bills were fake, but have had to backtrack, and the NCAA is launching an investigation as this is a clear, clear, clear violation of their rules. So he not only did he grab the bullhorn away from the marching band, and this poor guy had to wrestle it away from him because his drunk ass couldn't even stand up straight in the stands, he goes into the locker room smoking cigars, so they had to tell him not to do that. Then he's handing out money to the players. They have to tell him not to do that. Then it, the, there's a uh, New Orleans police officer there, a, a male, a white male police officer, and he slaps him on the ass as he's Wait, talking to him. It was a
1: male? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. a woman. No, I had it was no a idea. It was a male. Awesome. But I mean, male was like a, a friendly slap, you know, like you know, like, in, in, like in, you the know, two athletes. of you. No, right? yeah, like yeah. I slap Ben on the ass. But no, it's like athletes, you know, like when you when you're no, walking. No, we hug. When you're walking, we're, yeah. we're men. Yeah, we're men. We hug. We and I I, I double slap you on the back. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's man hug. Don't be but- <laughs> afraid of your feelings, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like you know, in, in sports, you see a lot of these guys slapping each other on the asses as, as, like you know, like yeah. a, it's 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 like a high five, but on sure. the ass. I mean, so it's like a like yeah, a, a form I mean, of I endearment. Think- for that police officer, like, good job. Let me yeah, slap yeah. you on the ass. Good job. Tell me not to smoke these cigars. You know, I know, I mean, if, if Odell slapped you on the ass, Ben, what would you do? I'd probably... I would rather take a wad of cash, but, yeah, you know... Yeah, I'll I, take the cash.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think a, an arrest warrant is a little much. I think I mean, that's to right. be honest, yeah. I mean, I, I he's a, a douchebag, he but, I mean, uh, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: if it was Antonio Brown... Who's coming up next. Who's coming up so next. So I might have to take two uh, shots.
0: One for Odell Becker from the Browns and one for
1: A.B. Uh, from, from just drink uh, from the bottle. There's not much know. left from that Jim Beam fire.
0: But uh, yeah, I think his actions were yeah. really pathetic. I mean, it was almost like a groupy type of yeah. atmosphere what, that he was, was building. there.
1: Uh, which owner? I think it was the Toronto Raptors owner that kind of pushed his way onto the court, and and they they threatened to press charges against him. I mean, he's the fu- he's the owner of the fucking team, and they didn't allow him on the yeah, court yeah, yeah, to celebrate yeah, yeah. with the players. He's the owner, and, and and exactly, and and, and you he's not like Eva Lagoria for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Get your ass off so, the I mean, court. They, they were they were thinking of pressing charges against him, but I mean, you know, it, it's it's. I mean, you got to think about the moment that it's in. I mean, if you slap a cop on the ass, you're not doing it to assault. If it, was, if it was a woman, that's a whole different story. But if it's a guy that you're slapping on the ass, that's that's not sexual harassment. I think it's it's more of like you know, high five on yeah, your. Yeah, he ass. thought it was
0: he was drunk off his ass. I mean, yeah. one thing we know about Odell Beckham. Is he can't handle his alcohol? That we know for sure. Yeah, uh, because he did a lot he should of, come a on lot of and really goal. foolish things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll we'll set you yeah, up. I mean, good tolerance on here. Yeah, so he must be in pretty good <laughs> shape because I mean, two or three beers and he is, you know, he is down for the count. He's stumbling cheap, around the stands. Cheap date. Uh, but
2: if yeah.
1: only Stefanski, huh? Sonia yeah, was a cheap
2: seriously, date. Seriously, man, uh, <laughs> I gotta go to Cleveland for that. Uh, <laughs> but he's got a wife, so he's got a problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez, I'm kidding. Please. So
1: I didn't just take a shot for that. But Odell Beckham.
2: Shame. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm
1: sure that will be dropped.
2: That's stupid. Shame. I really missed that show. That should
1: be. That's sh- not the last I season.
0: mean, that should be the, what they play over the, over the PA at every game for every wide receiver that comes
1: out of the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> just to remind them not to act a fool. But it's something about wide receiver. What is it about that position that, that, that causes this much trouble? Next up...
2: Here we go. We're going to find out. Uh, I'll Palette of a
1: bag of dicks brown.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, there it is. Gosh. Well, Dude. no, he
0: said, He said. you know, he, he that uh, who was it that he, he tweeted at somebody that, you know, because he, he threw the uh, uh, gummy dicks, gummy penises really? out what? of his front yard Where he uh, he at the buy? police. Where do you buy those? Like, uh, he knew they were coming. Yeah, and he, he made some obnoxious Not the you dicks, know, but the tweet cops. about somebody needing a palette of them. Yeah. Uh, But he's getting dangerously close to getting arrested down there uh, yeah. because much to his, uh you know, it might, it might come to his dismay, but you're not. There is a limit to what you are allowed to scream at people on the street yeah. and scream at police officers yeah. before it becomes fighting words. And they can't arrest you yeah. because he was way over the line in this last video that he himself taped, which is which is what makes this so awesome. <sighs> I mean, it's. Oh, I feel bad giving
1: you a shot because the guy is a complete dude. And bag. he's got a boxing match he's got coming up. Mental issues. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's not
2: taking uh, care of his mental. I'm sorry. What does he have coming up?
0: He's got a boxing match. He's challenged someone to a boxing match where he's going to make about a million bucks <laughs> to go in the ring and get his egg, egg, and, and beat the ass of somebody who's just not as in good a shape as he is. Ugh. But super agent Drew Rosenhouse, super agent is a little bit of a stretch. There, he is an agent that has somehow been able to clamp on to players by ensuring they have the commensurate number of prostitutes at their home at all times, <laughs> may finally be fed up with the out-of-control behavior of his star client, Antonio Brown, as he has reportedly sent a letter and did send a letter and did drop Antonio Brown uh, to the troubled receiver informing him in writing that the relationship between the two has been terminated, according to Mike Florio of ProFootballTalk.com. Not the greatest reliable source, but this did turn out to be true. An NFLPA source adds that the letter says that Rosenhaus will rescind the termination if Brown obtains appropriate counseling within five days. No, ter- Yeah, that's what Brown's going to fix Brown. Five days of counseling. No termination of a client-agent relationship becomes official under the rules of the NFL Players Union until a five-day waiting period has elapsed after the letter initiating the separation. The goal, according to the source, is to persuade Brown to get the help he so desperately needs. So later in the week it did turn out that uh, Rosenhaus has in fact dropped Antonio mm-hmm. Brown as a client after his latest tirade you must watch it is much must see record myself tv you know he screams racial epithets at the police officers he he literally says i love you to his son right after he calls <laughs> his ex girlfriend like the most horrible horrible things it's like you're an f b f b c c. I but i love you boy you know it, it was it was <laughs> It was it was it was awful, <laughs> and I this I don't know if this was the incident where he threw the gummy penises like outside
1: of his house as well. But what do you what do you buy? I mean, you you have to. Prepare. I don't know where do you buy gummy. Pe- I don't I mean, know where you, you, have you buy to gummy. Penises. I mean, he ordered them on Amazon. I'm sure Pat he searched yeah. gummy penis because he knew the cops were going to show up for this. Oh my god. It was, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. I mean, uh, it's, but you listen to him and it's just, I, I'm, I'm almost starting to feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him What's at it? all. I mean, he, he he is stupid. I mean, this guy, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I, you have all this money. I mean, you're, 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 you're a physical specimen. He, he's, he, I mean, seriously, he has been one of the best for wide few receivers years. Yeah, for that I, that I have years, ever yeah. witnessed. Play. I mean, I mean, he would catch footballs that I didn't think were possible to catch. And, I, I don't know if it's the concussions or whatever that's that are
2: catching it has up with to him. be. There, yeah. There's something He's wrong. Born, with
0: He's born <sighs> a jerk. I, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, but I mean, think about it. I mean, how how anyone is defending this guy? I mean, his kids I don't, I don't are getting carted away, him in a police car when you're. Your the wife uh, or the the mother of your children is there to pick up the children. They can't. She can't just come and pick up the children every time she comes. They are literally carted away in a police car. How is? I mean, think about your. I mean, the fact that these children are even allowed to spend any time at all with him or his ex is shocking to me. I mean, I don't know what is with the Florida Department of Dirty Dirty Ben and Family (laughs) Services, but these people. Neither one of these two. Is is qualified to take care of children, but to watch to hear him say "You're at sea"? I mean, all this stuff he's screaming at her, and he's like, "I love you, boy,"
1: or whatever he said to his kid. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just like
4: uh, I,
1: I, 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 just don't understand. I, it. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, what is he trying to accomplish with all of this? Like. It, it- He's like, Tom Brady, I love you. Fuck you, Tom Brady. He's just such a huge yeah, attention know. whore. I mean, he he's
2: he's like But no who would sign him? But no one's listening no, to him anymore. Like, yeah, I mean thing. it's
1: gone yeah, it, is, it has gotten to that point, Sonia. Yeah. We're we're no everybody's sick of his shenanigans yep. and nobody really wants this anymore. And it's just like shut up, retire, you know, eventually he's gonna lose all of his money. I I don't know. I I I don't know. He's, if he's, not already. If not exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm just shocked. I mean, I, I didn't think that in my lifetime we would f- we would finally see the the amount of behavior or the level of behavior that would actually foreclose an NFL team for taking a chance on a particular player. <laughs> I didn't think that we would reach that breaking point, that <laughs> precipice, where the, the, because they will take anyone, anyone. They don't care. I think we've finally seen how far you can go. To push the NFL to where that no team will take you, I think he is there.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think we were there with someone else prior. Who's that? Colin Kaepernick.
0: Oh, but that's but that's completely uh, that's, that's completely that's, unfounded, that's, though. Yeah. I agree. It's
1: unfair. That's a,
0: yeah. I, mean, I agree. It, neither yeah. one of these two guys has a job, and one deserves one exactly. Um, at least a backup job. I mean, yeah. it can't be worse than I don't Duck Hodges. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to
1: take this shot. Toast <laughs> me cheers. with something over there. Uh,
0: cheers, Enjoy. Ben.
1: There you are, think, All right there, Antonio
0: Brown. Go away.
1: Actually, it's fun to talk about. But yes, go away.
0: But it's fun. Mm. Alright, we did talk about Bill O'Brien a little bit. I'll I'll move on to our feel good uh, story. We have
1: our lead-in, I'm sure, Ben. Uh yeah, this is Arnold our I don't know if Sonia has heard the lead the in oh music Lord. for this. It's good it's not Ben singing, but it's it's just it's this nice. is our
0: feel good story of the week.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: All right, and this one is near and dear <laughs> no. to Frane's heart, as it, it should be. Oh, Chris Long, yes. One of the most stand-up, if not the most stand-up gentleman in the entire league, both on and off the field. Uh, Chris Long is a uh, co-founder of the Water Well Trust, a national nonprofit helping low-income Americans. Well, we should actually... Our uh, background on this is every week we try to do a Feel for good. our listeners, hopefully you appreciate it. We try to bring to light after talking about a giant scumbag <laughs> like Antonio Brown and another giant self, you know, self-aggrandizing douchebag like Odell Beckham, we try to highlight players around the league who don't spend their time videotaping the Hollywood Florida police but rather actually <laughs> out there in their communities both in the United States and abroad. Helping people and trying to do good and do good works in the world as well as in the U.S. So, Chris Long, uh, this is the Waterwell Trust, a national nonprofit helping low income Americans get access to clean, safe water supplies. Nice. It's partnering with the, or the Waterwell Trust, is partnering with the Chris Long Foundation and the Rural Community Assistance Partnership to create a new domestic water program called Hometown H2O. This comes with the support of corporate partners Xylem as well as ground or Gould water technologies working with the water well trust hometown H2O will fund and drill water wells for low income households that do not have access to water at home or within a reasonable distance. And this does in fact occur in the United States by raising funds to build individual wells and small shared wells, hometown H2O will be able to provide safe drinking water to American homes in need in one of the most cost effective ways possible. According to the latest American community survey, there are 460,000 or 1.5 Buffalo's households, <laughs> 1.5 million Americans living without access to clean, safe, affordable drinking water. Uh, two-time Super Bowl champion and the 2018 NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year winner, Chris Long said he is expanding the mission of his foundation, Waterboys, the Waterboys initiative, to meet the needs of Americans without access to clean, safe drinking water. Chris Long said, it's always been a passion of mine to connect Our work abroad with our work domestically, uh, said Waterboys founder Chris Long. We are committed to making a huge difference domestically and will focus on the water issues that affect primary rural impoverished communities. Waterboys unites professional NFL and NBA athletes and fans from across the world in support of a single shared cause, providing clean, accessible drinking water to at least 1 million people. To date, Waterboys and Chris Long have raised more than $4 million with the help of over 45 professional athletes, providing clean drinking water to more than 330,000 people in East Africa. Hometown H2O will also join forces with RCAP's Agua for All program to ensure students and teachers in rural communities have access to safe drinking water by installing water bottle filling stations and filtration stations in schools and other community-centered places. In addition, leading global water technology company Xylem and its corporate social responsibility program Watermark will provide financial and product support for the Hometown H2O Initiative through its global water technology brand. The Waterwell Trust maintains a wait list of American households requesting funding for the drilling of new wells or rehabilitation of non-functioning wells in high-need, low-resource rural areas. Franny, mm-hmm. what say you about the awesome chris long
1: um that was that that was a long feel good story <laughs> that, was, that, was, yeah, that was a, a long that one. was a, a long, lot of long, words yeah i <laughs> was i am I'm impressed with all the words you put together. i mean that's that, that, i mean <laughs> and
0: i edited it down too <laughs> wow i edited yeah. it down well i that, i mean i think that the work that chris long is doing is so yeah. amazing no
1: definitely i mean definitely amazing um so retweet us exactly what <laughs> 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 Was that the reason for this? No, no, <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, no. Okay. No, but Chris Long is is an amazing guy. I mean, even when, when he was playing for the Eagles, I mean he he gave his 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 paycheck away, basically. Um I'm not exactly sure what he gave it to, but um to to, to folks that need it, I guess. Uh, but but I mean he, he basically paid for played for free for the Eagles. I mean yep. it's not like he's hurting for cash because you know his his dad is also pretty wealthy too. <laughs> but um no good good for him. Um my long lasting memory of him though is against the Raiders in 2017 when he sacked the quarterback and didn't pick up the football. I was so pissed on him. And that's that's the only thing when I when I think of Chris <laughs> that's Long, what that's like about. what I think about. Because I remember yelling at the TV because oh, he's celebrating. He sacked Carr. Carr drops the football and he's celebrating. I'm like, just pick up the fucking You were there, Ben. You were yeah. there. And so that's that's like my my memory. You still of, of game, uh, we still won the game. We still won the game barely against the the lowly Raiders that year. But uh, but these this is some good work that he's doing, and 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 good for him to continue to do that type of work outside of football. Yeah, I mean, and
0: this is this is this is not to make light of anything any the, uh, the other players do, but this is organized on a large scale to bring clean water both to people in Africa and and in other countries around the world, as well as in the United States. I mean, it's really really amazing work and chris long should be lauded for his selflessness in both what he did on the field with his resources is is money that he had on the field as well as what he's doing off the field sonya any thoughts on chris long
2: i I like the segment thank you very much for doing and uh
1: all All right right. outro
0: Well, Sonia, what do you think? Does that fit our feel good story of the week? That's perfect. Absolutely. All right, that's it for the NFL news. Sonia is so happy to hear that. I'm out of
2: here. (laughs) She's
0: done. (laughs) With our podcast. She was here. We thought we'd finish up. We actually we probably will finish up a little bit ahead of what we did last yeah. week.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to control the time here. Yeah, she used to
0: just hit us on the back of the head with a spoon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she left a spoon inside the house tonight, so she didn't Burr. she hasn't hit us with a wooden spoon yet tonight. Although chilly, right? a little chilly. Right? So it's it yeah. kind
2: of cold tonight, yes.
0: We're we we always record this, listeners. We always record this outside where football should be played. Yeah. And podcast should be recorded.
1: Friday, what's next about a big board next up on the big board band we have some shout outs to our fellow podcasters yes out we there. do and in honor of
0: probably what would you say our 50th 45th uh bourbon or scotch review uh we didn't do these early early on uh but i feel like we've done about 40 plus of these yeah
1: maybe 50 even
0: yeah so we've done about 50 brown bourbon rye scotch cognac uh, tastes so far on the show, so we want to give a shout-out to a really, really awesome podcast from Kentucky. Uh, shout-out to the Bourbon Lens, a discussion among great friends Jake, Michael, and Scott over bourbon. During this project and podcast, they look to explore the bourbon industry, which they do amazingly. They go on tours, they visit distilleries, they write blog posts. They do amazing work uh, when it comes to keeping you up to date on what is going on in the bourbon industry and particular bourbons as well. Uh, you can learn more about their favorite spirit and even inter- And they even interview bourbon industry insiders, makers, entrepreneurs, and business people. These guys are awesome. Uh, the Bourbon Lens is all about bourbon and more. You can listen at bourbonlens.com and you can follow them on Twitter at Bourbon Lens, please, please, please check our show notes. You can get both the link to their their website as well as the link to their Twitter feed in the show notes. These guys rock. They are straightforward. They, I mean, they were amazing during the 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 catastrophe down at the Jim Beam Distillery down in. In the South, and they write every single week about different bourbons, different distilleries, different tours that they've been on. They do a really, really, really amazing show, and they're just great guys to listen to. So thank you all so much. Ronnie, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is your betting corner. Oh, the betting corner. All (laughs) right, folks. Hold tight. We'll be right back with the betting corner.
1: All right. And we are back with the betting corner. Two games remain in the NFL season, at least for this weekend. And then two weeks from now, one more big one. Ben, and who do you have? Or what are your bets?
0: Yeah. Well, what do you, week? I mean, well, right now we have Green Bay Packers at San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers <laughs> are giving away seven and a half points in that game with an over under of 46. Ronnie, what do you think?
1: Oh man, that's 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 over under on that one. Man, I could I could see being under forty six in that one. Interesting. I think I bet the over in that game, but I'm usually wrong.
0: And no, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. We'll call it his tweener two parlay. Friday, I'm going to force him to put in a parlay. I, well, I mean, there's no, reason. There's, there's get no, off reason. The no reason.
1: to put a parlay for two games. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to bet some. Uh, some uh some large monopoly money to get any sort of return on that. Um, you know, if it was, you know, five, six, seven games maybe, but for two games, parlay, it's not even worth it. But yeah, I like the San Francisco forty
0: ers in this game. I think I got it at seven points now. It's seven and a half, essentially eight points. I still would like the forty ers in that game and the over uh forty six. I think it's gonna take a Herculean effort by Aaron Rodgers. I mean pretty good money line for the for the yeah. Packers though, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the Packers minus, you know, it's minus 106, uh, plus 302 mm-hmm. on the money line. I mean, they, I, uh, you know, he could work some magic. You get three times your money there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Franny
0: just sees plus 302, and he's like, hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't I think like they have a chance. I don't think uh, they have a chance. And next up, we got Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs giving away seven points in this game with an over under of 52. Franny, what do you think?
1: Well, the Chiefs can score points. They, they might score 52 alone uh, in this one. Um, I would say over in this one. Um, Moneyline-wise, you know, not. Really, I, I wouldn't really bet anything on the moneyline. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to take the
0: Chiefs and the points in this game. And I also like the over in this game uh-huh. as well, because to Friday's point, the Chiefs will score a ton of points in this game. Obviously... You know, the Vegas odds makers do this for a reason. But I also have a few interesting bets. The highest scoring team in the NFL Conference Championship will be the Green Bay Packers, which probably won't happen, but I got that (laughs) at plus 650. Uh, I parlayed the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs as well uh, because I wanted to get a little bit of an action there. I got it at plus 299, so I could have got a little bit better odds there. Uh, I also took the over as I mentioned over in the Packers and San Francisco game uh, the the um, conference championship San Francisco minus7 I took San Francisco in that game and when it came to the conference championship over I took the over as well in the Titans and Kansas City game I took will the Kansas City Chiefs win the 2019-2020 AFC conference <laughs> took that. Uh, and I bet 20 bucks on that. It's a small bet to win 40 bucks, just about <laughs> in that one. But those are my bets for this week in my Monopoly money. Please, this is all fake money for entertainment purposes only, of course. Uh, but, Friday you know, I think we should. It's a very sad day here in Thurston Goal land uh, because we don't, you know, we don't have any more of this.
4: Fantastic!
0: <laughs> or any more of this. Mm. Because Franny's fantastic, was it Fantastic
1: Five? Fantastic Five and Sexy Six. The
0: Fantastic Five.
4: Fantastic!
0: And the Sexy Six mm. <laughs> are
1: both gone yeah. until September.
0: Uh, until this year's, next season. So it's a very sad day here, at least for me, uh, because I really, really enjoyed Frane's Fantastic Five and Sexy Six parlays throughout the year. Uh, Franny is bet big to win big. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of sort of a bet, I'm, I'm bet I'm low. more of a practical bet low, a, to, bet low to, to win, win big. big. Uh, I'm more of sort of a practical better, but I've done pretty good uh, this season so far well, Not bad, ben. uh for I think for if you if if hypothetically uh I think I've tripled my money uh, that I put in at the beginning of the season I have not made a deposit uh, of fake money the entire <laughs> season and I've stand here today about two or 3.5 times my money so not bad this season so far uh but we still have one weekend and then the Super Bowl which always is a terrible game to bet on but you can't <laughs> help yourself uh because the odds makers tend to get it pretty pretty you know spot on in the super bowl because they stand to lose a lot of money if they get it wrong mm-hmm. uh so
1: Franey, what's next about a big board next up on the big board ben is our shot of the evening
0: oh we have our shot of the week hold tight everybody we're gonna cue up Franey's shot song and Your we'll be right back well in honor of you of course
4: <laughs>
1: And it is shot time for episode 55 of Thirst and Goal. And we have a shot that's returning, Ben. This was one of our original shots way back, maybe just about a year ago. Yeah, this was before Twitter, before
0: Instagram,
1: yeah. before computers. <laughs> So we were excited last season about the Kansas City Chiefs making it as far as they did. And, and we were happy for Andy Reid and all he did accomplish at that to that point. Um, so we had the bloody arrowhead shot. It is some tequila and some cinnamon liqueur. It's a red colored shot. It's a shot that you'll be able to find on Instagram and on Twitter. But not only do we have this shot for the evening, we have remember the Titans shot. And we just might remember the Titans if they can pull off the victory. And in the uh, Remember the Titans shot, we have... Uh, I've got to remember hypnotic. now what, what we have. We have a little bit of hypnotic. We have some Malibu rum, coconut rum. Um, we also have some Tito's vodka. So all of that mixed together, shake it up in a shaker, pour it in a glass, and then you pour a little bit of blue curacao, which settles nicely on the bottom, giving it that sort of blue hue. And for the rim, we have red. There's a little bit of red on the Tennessee Titans logo. So we have a little bit of a, a red sort of sprinkles on the uh, the shot glass for the Tennessee Titans and a little bit of uh, the same red on the Kansas City yes, Chiefs. Yes, and so Denzel, Denzel Washington it, is here to drink it with us. Probably should do a little, a little bit of white on there because there is a little bit of white and red for the Kansas City Chiefs. It depends but, on if they're home or away. But whatever. <laughs> All right. So ben, I, I need... would like to try both of these yeah. shots. Well, you did try uh, the, Bloody the, Arrow? the Bloody Arrowhead earlier. When we had it a long time ago,
0: I have a funny feeling that uh, somehow when Franny was making this, there my wife may have said, "Ben doesn't need to drink both of these,
1: so I only have the one shot." (laughs) So you have the one shot. I have to remember the the Titan shot. Remember the Titan shot, shot, Ben. I already had some of that already while I was making the shot. I wanted to taste it, and it tastes very good. I don't know how you're going to feel about it, and I have a little bit of the tequila. I'm not a huge fan of tequila in the Bloody Arrowhead shot, but you know. So what's in that one again? It is uh, tequila. And the cinnamon, the cinnamon uh, liqueur. Ooh, yeah, and all right. It smells, it smells nice, like tequila. Yeah, yeah. There's limes and, over there on the table for the gin
0: and tonic. Yeah, if you no, want to yeah. give yourself a little bit of help uh, with that one, I think I'm good. All right, I, think this, I'm good. I mean, check out the our Twitter as well as our Instagram because we have pictures of these amazing shots, and Franny does these every week.
1: Well kudos to tipsy bartender Uh, i was inspired i was inspired by tipsy bartender for your shop in um they do some excellent shots on that website there's so many to choose from i just searched for blue this was one of them so uh tipsy bartender if anybody out there is looking for some shots or cocktails for you know any sort of party that they might be having check out tipsy bartender for sure
0: all right here we go go chiefs go titans Mmm. Oh, it's good. It's tart. It's sweet. It's tart. It's a little bit sour. Franny's losing it over there. Uh-huh. It's um.
1: Oh, no, that one was good. Tangy.
0: That's good. Wow, yeah, it's that, got. That it's almost. <laughs> uh, this is exactly the type of shot that I like because it's not too sweet, but it's got tartness. It's got sourness. It's got a little bit of uh Hard edge to it, but not so much that it makes you almost lose your marbles as Friday, Friday's face right now. I wish you guys could see this. I wish I had my.
1: I hate tequila. My, uh, oh, I hate tequila. Uh, that, yeah, you were right, Ben. The, the Remember the Titan shot? Well, you hate is, bad tequila.
0: You like good tequila, this right? This was
1: good tequila. I mean, it's good tequila. It's not bad. I didn't choose the cheap stuff for this one. It's the same one that we had last one. It's the El Padrino. It's not like you know the. I got some Patron Silver in there. The basement stuff, but okay, Patron is probably better, but. The Remember the Titan shot, I did have that while I was making this shot inside the house, um, inside your house. <laughs> but it's, it's, that one's a good one. That one is a really good one. All the flavors mix very well. The coconut, uh, the orange flavor that you get from the blue curacao. Uh, there's just a little bit of Tito's to give it that little bit of a zing to it. Um, zing. And the, the Hypnotic, I'm not sure what Hypnotic is made out of, but that also adds that little bit of sweetness. So that shot, the Remember the Titan shot is good, whereas the Bloody Arrowhead. Tastes bloody disgusting. That was pretty
0: bad. No, I was I Is there any left now?
1: It's pretty. I I can definitely make you a shot. I'm not sure if you really want any of this stuff.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, but the, the, I mean, as, ben, I But know. remember the Titan shot. I'm looking the just just the rim and uh, sucking it out of the glass. This yeah. is
1: really really good. Yeah, that one's a good one. That one is a good one. Uh, do you want to whip you up the the blender? No, no I'm good. Uh, okay. I'm good. Okay. And okay. uh, not from could. the look on your face, no. Uh, look on your face is like someone just. Uh,
0: I don't know. Like you accidentally ate something that you didn't like. You know, like a, bug, a bug crawled I, on your I, plate I and you I ate it by it, accident.
1: I don't remember it being that bad. It wasn't. that Maybe bad. Maybe it was that bad. Maybe I don't think so. I don't think it was that bad. That I was like tequila, but I like tequila. I don't. No, you don't. Well, like I like tequila. good tequila. I like good tequila. Well, I, we we've sampled that aged really tequila one, yeah. on the show. Was the Cazul Cazal uh, That one was actually not bad to sip on, but this
3: is not very good.
0: Oh my god! Oh yeah, that one was good. Bruce Arians would
3: approve. Uh. My glass is full as hell, and it's going to get real full in a minute.
0: Not with tequila. Yeah, we're going to have to get Bruce Arians on the podcast (laughs) because he's at home right now. Uh, Hey, did you hear, actually, uh, we'll move on, but
1: Larry Fitzgerald is coming back for his
0: 17th season.
1: One of of my all-time favorite players I mean he's he's not not only is he an amazing wide receiver, he's just an amazing human, human being. But seventeen yeah. seasons as a yeah. wide receiver. If only he could have played for a better franchise, but it yeah, is what it but he I mean, they, they go went to, to Super the Super Bowl, Bowl. He, and 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 he was one of the reasons that they did go. Yeah, and to he's the one Super of the Bowl. reasons that
0: the Steelers had to Struggled come back in that and Bowl. throw that pass to yeah. Antonio Holmes because Larry Fitzgerald put them up in that game yeah. on an amazing catch and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the reason that Ben Roethlisberger had to become the hero mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh by throwing the corner shot to Antonio Holmes. And, but I was shocked I, to hear well, that Antonio he Holmes back.
1: was quite the hero with that you know, toe-drag swag that they say on the NFL Network. Is that what they say? Toe-drag swag? Toe-drag swag. Well, at least we're not in a feud, uh, you know, with Colin Cowherd
0: or Skip Bayless. (laughs) Uh, Although I did learn this week that Skip Bayless is apparently... Really good friends with Lil Wayne, which uh, kind of shocked me. It shocked me yeah. that Skip Bayless would have any hate, friends at all, let alone one Skip as Bayless. cool as
1: Lil Wayne. I hate Skip Bayless. Uh, I just, he's such a, a Dallas Homer. Yeah, that have guy.
0: This, yeah. Except for when he's uh, going into someone, either someone else's kitchen to throw a jersey <laughs> in the wastebasket. Or he's that's, so cheap
1: that's that he's
0: saving money in mattresses because he has Formica <laughs> cabinets in his kitchen, even though he makes millions and millions of dollars a year. I'm not sure if I, if
1: I made as much money as he does. I'm not sure how my kitchen would look like, but I'm sure it would be pretty funky.
0: It wouldn't look like that, though. Not it? like it that. Would, I better taste. I better wouldn't taste. you actually have a garbage can that was probably like recessed no, into what, 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 what something? What was, it wouldn't actually be was, just sitting odd. out in the middle no, of the I, kitchen. I, I,
1: I might have that. Like but there's, I, a, I ra- there's a wastebasket in the middle of your kitchen? I wouldn't have my microwave recessed into the side uh, uh, of the cabinets. Yeah, it, it, it was a little weird. He it, it, it has a weird setup. Wherever he's throwing his jerseys away, that's an odd setup. I, you know, find a dumpster somewhere. And then throw it away, but and it was know, a it, brand
0: new jersey too. I mean, I, I, clearly yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably just bought badass. it at
1: you know that that whatever store you could buy it at. You
0: know. I mean, I give Colin Cowherd credit.
1: At least he's arguing with some people, and now Stephen Smith is arguing. Stephen A. Smith <laughs> is arguing with some people. You know, I, I, I like Stephen Smith more than like either one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, Stephen, because I, I I do, I agree with a lot of things that 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 Stephen that, A. says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and
0: at least he's out. I mean, yeah. Colin Coward. I feel like he's like, what can I do to upset yeah, people exactly. today? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, can I say the opposite of what? I, how yeah. long ago was <laughs> it that? How long ago was it that I said the opposite of what I'm about to say? All right, three months. Okay, no one's gonna remember yeah. that.
1: And, and Stephen A. is very eloquent too. I, I, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always learn a new word <laughs> whenever I listen to Stephen A. Um, and 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 he's also a Cowboys hater. Yeah, which I love. And that's maybe that I'm a little biased, so maybe that's why I like Stephen A. more than I like uh, yeah, I just you know, don't know Colin people listen. or I mean, Skip Bayless. Oh,
0: Colin Coward, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I feel like Colin Cow- but, you know, Cowherd's is you know, blah, 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 controversy, blah, 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 Malcolm Gladwell's book, blah, blah blah, <laughs> blah, blah, Odell Beckham, blah, 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 Malcolm Gladwell's book. That's like all he talks about. <laughs> Oh, if you do it a thousand times to get better, or what is it, 10,000 times yeah. <laughs> to get good at it. I mean, he, guy read, he read
1: one you know, book. I, I used to be, you know, like I, I, Max Kellerman. I'm not a huge Max Kellerman fan anymore. I, you know, I, he has he, he has a good broadcasting voice, but... He knows boxing. Yeah, he. he I, I, you know, I give credit to him for that because there's not too many people that pay attention to boxing the way he does. But I did learn another
0: interesting factoid this week. I didn't know that... Aaron Rodgers was so tight with uh, Aaron Andrews. Well, Yeah, they were, like, joking. She's calling him old man, you know, talking about drinking scotch. Boy, I, mean, uh, I mean, I know he's got,
1: you know, he's pretending I, I to be a see, city
0: guy with his suit and his hot yeah. girlfriend and, you know, on a red carpet somewhere. I want to see his scotch. He would survive 10 minutes in New York City. I
1: want to see his scotch collection, though. Oh, I bet it's good.
0: You you can judge him by what he drinks. I wonder if there's any way to figure out
1: if he's drinking
0: some garbage shit that's really expensive or if he's
1: drinking really good shit that's really expensive. Last night, I was sipping on some Lagavulin 16. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff.
0: NFL Scotland podcast. Send us some a la scotch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I was sipping on some of that last night. I wonder what he was sipping on last night. Uh, Last night? Hopefully nothing. Well, I mean. I don't know if it affects affect... He's got a game I don't, I don't, tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know if it affect this game. I mean, just a little, a little bit of scotch. Just sip on a little bit of scotch. Relaxes you a little bit. You know, it's like a de-stressor. You know, it's it's like, uh, you know...
0: I agree. I just wonder... What was your blood pressure? find out? I mean, is there any way to find out what scotch he drinks? I wonder yeah. if it's uh, just some ridiculous I'm gonna have to small go, I'm batch. Gonna, I'm going
1: to have to Google that. I'm going to have to Google, you know, Aaron Rodgers scotch collection. I
0: mean, does he he's, like he's a smooth, probably, sort of tasteless scotch? Or does he like a, a yeah, really... Robust. Really robust, good peaty, smoky, yeah. but really high and quality. I'm, I'm
1: really coming around, Ben. You, I mean, I, I you know I brought you around to the Browns, but you've really brought me around to oh, the Islas. Sure. I mean, you know that Glenn Moray that I, that I corrected you on multiple times <laughs> two weeks <laughs> oh, ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. three weeks ago. Um, the, what did I say? It was the Shildae. It, it was actually the Glen. I was I was thinking about the bottle in my head. Um, but it, it was the Glen Moray 18, and, and we really enjoyed that. But there's just something about the Isle of Scotches that it just has this, it has that 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 kick, that that peatiness that it makes you really think about what you're drinking. You know, I mean. It, it's so good. It, it's, it, I mean, and I'm I'll, looking I'll, at the art bag I, I on en- the table over there. I, like, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the Lagavulin 16 last night. I was just sipping on a little bit. It's um, not too peaty. It's. It's, PD, it's, it's but PD, It's not like the bag. It's not bag PD though. No, but it, but it was it was really good. But I just wonder what Aaron Rodgers is drinking. Like, does he have like the twenty five year old? That th- I mean, the, the shit that or we or is can't, he drinking
0: like some kind of dumbass like Johnny Walker Blue? Because I mean, it's expensive. You know,
1: we we, we we could buy it, even though it but tastes. But I would I would you know have second thoughts about buying you know some of those you know two three four five hundred dollar bottles. Yeah. Oh, those are a little above you know what what I could. Yeah, I mean, know, I've had Johnny Walker
0: for, Blue. I mean, it's not. I've had the, I mean, the, the blue, I the green, a lot the of gold,
1: the, yeah, I, yeah. but.
0: I, I do wonder, but I knew there was hope for you when you, because you were really liking the IPAs, like we were doing the IPA taste test. I'm no, like, I've
1: see. always liked IPAs, though. But I, that's, but the, that's a sign that you. It's that you, the dark they, ones. It's the dark ones. The Like the la, one last oh, week, the Allagosh, the, Aligash, the Aligash Black. Oh, the black. That was good. Or the, Stout. Or the um, the Einstock, the Einstock Porter. That. Was chocolate? That was and smooth and delicious. But, anyways, we're moving into our our <laughs> beverage. Yeah, of sorry, the week. sorry, listeners. Yeah, so, yeah. but <laughs>
0: you're getting a little insight into what we talk about in terms of our uh, our drinking preferences and what we and we would really like to know what Aaron Rodgers. What are I, you drinking? What are you drinking? I want are to you, know. Are you, I, wa- I are want you to sip so? on the
1: same stuff that Aaron Rodgers after he speaks to Aaron Andrews. What are you drinking after your game? After you beat the Seahawks? What are you drinking? Cuz my
0: prediction is he's drinking whatever he thinks is the most expensive. But I don't know if he's rather does, than, he the, rather like than the highest kind of, he quality. He doesn't
1: seem like that kind of guy. He's from California, but he rolls his he's eyes from Chico. a lot, which is I, he, he's condescending.
0: From, he's very condescending. He does, but he's from he's from Chico.
1: Great. Green right? 18. <laughs> he's from Chico, right? Uh, yeah, somewhere up there. Yeah. So, what is he drinking? I I, I just want to know what his preferred scotch is. There's got to be a way to find and out. And whatever it is, we want to know, and we want to drink it on the show.
0: Yeah, for sure. Even if it costs way too much, no, maybe we will not. get a very small bottle costs, of whatever it is.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get like the you know like the the shot like the little the what the do mini they have? The I mini mean, do ones. they
0: have like special batch gotchas that you can only buy through I, I, someone? I, I, you last know? Last night, not
1: only did I, drink, the, I, I sipped on the um the Lagavulin, but I had a little bit of the John Bar also because that's what that's what Lauren got me from for Christmas the John yeah, Bar because. Yeah. Uh, every time I have a day off i I try to sample a little bit of what Lauren got me the John bar was I think it was John Barr that one was pretty good that that it was it was a solid scotch not like the like of one but it was it was it was a good one it was good it was yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah.
0: and Lauren is yeah. uh my stepdaughter Sonia's yeah. daughter yeah uh she's a wonderful human being who gives very very good holiday gifts yeah, uh, yeah
1: and she gave us that beer from Northern California Seattle, yeah which, which I, can, I begged ago. her to
0: bring with her but she did not bring with her <laughs> on this last trip but they make some amazing ipas up in monterey california but we should probably move on Yep, Franny. On.
1: what's next up on the big board next up on the big board ban is our beverage of the week Ooh, it is a what cognac is it? it is a cognac ben you have the information there from us but i think it's our fourth or fifth cognac we'll have to take a look back to see what our collection has so far if it is our fifth we have a we taste have test. We have to do a taste up. test,
0: and please, listeners of the show, look back at our past episodes. We've done a rye taste test. We've done a Scotch taste test. We've done a Isla Scotch taste test. We've done a bourbon Scotch taste test. A at least of, twice. A couple
1: of rye taste tests. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh. we did a beer of Germany taste mm-hmm. test. We mm-hmm. did a we did another beer taste test. Czechoslovakia. Or, uh, sorry, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. I don't don't, don't think we did a Czech... No, we did. We did. Did we do a Czech beer taste test? Yeah, yeah, We did.
1: We did did do a a Czech beer taste test. I think. Yeah, I think think we did. did. I think we did.
0: Uh, So, sorry, Czechoslovakia. I'm old, people. Bear with me. Friday's... In his his young 30s over here, doesn't remember that there was once a country called.
1: I was there, Ben. I was there. But it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist.
0: So the Czech Republic, I apologize, where the taxi rides are expensive and the Uber rides are cheap. (laughs) Uh, But it was. Prague uh, is amazing. Prague is an amazing city. All right. So uh, we have, I don't know how to pronounce this cognac, but it is A. Du Fusigny, Finns. I would
1: say Fusigny.
0: There you go. Trust that. Uh, this is a cognac. They have a really, really expansive uh, cognac line. Uh, but this cognac is well-known amongst cognac connoisseurs. That Finbois is both the largest and most, most surprising growing region producing supple and round eau de vie that age quickly thanks to the variation of subsoils ranging from limestone to red clay. The cognacs from this region are often complex in character, and this Fusini Fusigny? <laughs> Fusigny. Finn's I, don't, I, I, I don't know. Fins, Boy. VSOP oh, cognac oh, is no different. Located on the banks of the Charente River. This estate's distillery and sellers date back to 1814, rich in a history of garbaz, passing <laughs> on barges and transporting... Transporting and trading the precious eau de vie and wine that render this region famous. This is French, I guess. I'm guessing. Uh, they're more than 200 it year is old sellers yes, yes it is. allow the aging process to take place in the humid environment, offering a unique and high quality to this particular cognac. A typical Finn's cognac releases aromas of freshly pressed grapes, delivering a fresh and fruity drinking experience with every sip. This particular Cognac is powerful on the nose with the traditional elements of fleur de vige, pressed grapes, alongside aromas of apples, <laughs> pears, and plums. The second nose involves a balance of buttery vanilla with earthy notes of oak, spiced nuts, dried fruit, with a hint of licorice. The delicate balancing act is then transferred onto the palate with fruity notes of apples, pears. Uh, a smooth and lengthy finish round off this shining example of a superior Finns blend. Uh, on the eye, it's a vibrant golden color, which I think Franny and I can attest to. The nose is powerful, fruity aromas of freshly pressed grapes, apples, pears, and plums. These fruity notes are balances of balanced by buttery, vanilla, oak, nuts, and spices. The palate is balanced, long, and smooth, pear, apple, and grape are equally present on the palate with hints of candied plums, spices, chocolate, nuts, and vanilla. Frane, are you ready to give this? Can you pronounce this?
1: Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm not good with, with French. Um, fin, bois, a de fousini. That's what I'm guessing what it is. But what I like about this is, I mean, in, in Total Wine, when I went in there to... I usually try to find a brown that we can both enjoy a beverage uh, for the evening that we can enjoy. They're very good at marketing because they have a a, a it's basically like an orange selection of drinks. So I mean, orange catches your eyes, very bright. You see it easily on the shelf, and there, there there are so many different options to choose from, and they they have different offerings. This is one of their lower price offerings that they do have. Um, but it, it it was highly rated through Total Wine, and uh, I'm hoping this one will be the same. So if you see an orange, uh, some orange packaging on it's the shelf, this is Ade Foussigny, and this is their selection.
0: Oh, it is not. <laughs> it is not from the Champagne region. Cheers, Ben. Okay, let's give this cognac a taste. I had gin made of grapes. Now I'm having cognac made of grapes.
1: There's Hmm. Oh, this... the nose is really yeah. good. It's sweet, citrusy, a little bit of plum.
0: Oh, this I mean, the nose is really, really nice. I smell a sweetness. I smell yeah. very good, very good. Fruit.
1: Oh, wow, that's smooth. I mean, it, it is it is really smooth. It's very easy to drink. It's not very sweet. I mean, the other cognacs that we've tried on the show have been very sweet. Oh, it's not or too it sweet. has that sort of sweetness to it. This is not sweet though. I mean, it it has a little bit of fruitiness. I taste the pear. You get that 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 sort of plum. You guys taste the plum.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't taste the plum as much. Hmm. I taste the pear. I taste the apple.
1: This is a very good offering. I mean, for something that but the sweetness is at total wine is around, so you know, thirty dollars or so.
0: But the sweetness is really, really balanced nicely. I, I, yeah, you're. you're I, I mean, against the the alcohol the woody notes i mean there are a little there's a little bit of woodiness in it a little bit maybe the the nuts maybe a splinter (laughs) maybe the nuts maybe it's the nuts but the nuts but it really that is an enjoyable
1: that is an enjoyable cognac uh for the price range that it's in um that is good that is good i mean the color is it's a beautiful amber yeah copper ish in color the bottle this is very fancy. The packaging be is very fancy.
0: The best cognac we've
1: tasted thus far. So far, I mean, and not the for, most expensive either. Yeah, no. I mean, it's 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 the most enjoyable one. Yeah. I mean, this is really nice.
0: I'm just shocked at how well it balances the the fruitiness, the sweetness. You know, with the the that harshness, but with the alcohol and the. You know the 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 depth of it, a little bit of
1: creaminess, as well, and there's a little bit of spice that hits you at the, hits you at the back of the throat. Oh, I can taste a, it. A little I like bit it. of spice, but not much. I mean, it, it, it's it's,
0: but it finishes really well. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it lingers, but I mean, it, 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 it doesn't it sort
1: of linger too much. Reminds me of a of a scotch almost, almost because it's it's. It's not overly sweet. With cognacs, the ones that we've at least tried on the show so far, they've been sweet, sweeter. And I can
0: feel it. I mean, it's a little bit of a sweetness on my lips, on my, on my tongue. But the taste, I mean, isn't there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could feel the sort of uh, crystallization of the sugar on my lips, but it, the flavor doesn't. It's not overly sweet.
1: Wow, good choice. That that is actually very good. That that is for the price, actually. All of the ones that they have on the shelf over there are, you know, well priced relatively. So we're gonna have to give a shout out to France. Adephosigne. <laughs> Cheers once again, Ben. Yes. Thank oh. you, France. Oh. <laughs> this is very good. This is very good. Very good.
0: Foussigny. I'm not even close. <laughs> All right, so Franny, on yes, our rating, sir. our thirst
1: and gold rating scale. For cognacs. Of one to ten. Just in general, or just cognacs? Just in, well, uh, I mean. It, in general, uh, is, I would say this is a seven. Seven out of ten. Let's see, we've
0: tasted at least four. None of which I can recall at this very second, which means they weren't that memorable. So I would probably give this. An eight. Wow! So you're coming in at wow. seven. I'm, and I don't typically like cognac. So no. for a cognac, for me, generally speaking, yeah, that, that, that I would give this an eight because I, I'm drinking it. I'm going to finish it. I mean, sometimes we don't finish the, the the drinks that we sample on the show.
1: I'm almost finished with mine. But, uh,
0: but this is. I mean, it's really. I mean, this is something it's that It's enjoyable. I, would, I, would, I mean, this is something you could sit. Cognacs back and, aren't really my and, thing. And,
1: yeah, maybe. But the reason it's not because I don't like overly sweet beverages. But this one. It doesn't have that sweetness to it. It has that fruitiness, that, that fruity characteristic um, a little bit of citrusy notes sort of mixed in there but it's it's something you could definitely sit back, relax and enjoy. I mean, it, it really reminds me of a scotch. Yeah, this is with a, a cigar. I would love to drink this with a cigar. You know what? I should probably start grabbing us some cigars.
0: Yeah, I have some in the house. I actually have some. Uh, but this would be with more of a Not a more of a moist sort of uh chocolatey cigar, not not a you know, not one that's a little bit more dry. And
1: yeah, this is it's really good. It's good. It's good. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week. Once again, we have a offering from Aligash. Yes, so hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our beer review. All right. And we are back with our beer of the week. It is once again another offering from Oligosh, And this week, Ben, it is the Triple. It is a Belgian style.
0: Uh, Belgian style ale or Belgian style wheat? I'm not sure. Uh, what is it? Oh, ale. About? Belgian yeah, style there. ale from the Oligosh Brewing Company in beautiful, I mean, and I mean beautiful Portland, Maine. Ah, uh, This golden ale carries notes of passion fruit, honey in the aroma. A suggestion of biscuit is found in the beer's varied palate. Brewed with their two-row barley blend, hopped with nougat and haleturo hops, then fermented in their own house yeast. Trappel offers a complex yet dry finish. Ah, uh, this is a beautiful, beautiful ale. Uh the Nougat and Halito hops. It is, uh comes in 12-ounce bottles. The alcohol by volume, watch out, folks, 9% alcohol by volume. You'll never know it by looking at it. And it has won several awards. Gold medal, great American Beer Festival 2016. Silver, Great American Beer Festival 2015 bronze in the European Beer Star 2014 and the silver medal in the Great American Beer Festival of 2009. Uh, Again, we do not receive any sponsorship. We do not receive any money from any of the beers, at least thus far, from the scotches, bourbons, or beers that we taste. This is just our own honest take, but Franny is studying this beer and I think he likes it so far.
1: I mean, just looking at the color of it. I mean, look at look at that, Ben. I, mean, it, it, I mean, it's a golden flavor. I mean, a golden flavor. It's a golden flavor. <laughs> I mean, but it, it's 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 just golden in color. I mean, it, it's just that's really nice. I mean, it's really nice. And to look the head at. is because I the pour The head's it, really I, nice. I, I, I pour it in the glass. You you actually drink it from the bottle, um, but it smells. It smells delicious. I mean, it has sort of a a citrusy sort of sourness to it once you do smell it I mean I don't know if you could smell it from the here, smell here, here. it from like,
0: the snifter glass or the, there you are mm, mm. I mean it smells sort of sour it's, sweet and it's but fresh robust. it's robust it's mean, fresh
1: so much there it just smells delicious
0: mm. let's give this
1: a taste cheers Ben
0: Oh wow! Mm. It didn't come in a can, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's it's, it's full bodied. I mean, it's wow. sort of nine percent
0: alcohol by volume.
1: I mean, it's a light looking wow. beer. Ah, uh, man! I am going it, to
0: throw out, it <laughs> pour away my. Copper and King's Gin in favor of this beer at this point in the show.
1: I mean, the carbonation is almost perfect. I mean, it has enough uh, carbonation. Has a crisp,
0: It's sweet. It's crisp. It's dry sour.
1: Flavor has a slight bit of sourness on the finish.
0: And I love a sour beer. I just don't, I don't it's know not why. But it's not overly no. sour. We tasted, there was one that was a sour. It was a French beer you For brought, something that's
1: 9 is it 9%, 9.2%? 9%, 9%. This is very, I mean, it's 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 so easy to drink.
4: Hmm.
0: Because remember, we tasted the Hub Pilsner, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a, a sort of simple Pilsner 5%, give or take, on the alcohol yeah. by volume. And you were critical of that particular yeah, beer, and even on Twitter. A fan, I mean, there's, there's, folks were telling us you need to like it. It's a pilsner. That's what you expect. No, but, but I mean, this is as easy to drink as that. But with the at higher twice alcohol the alcohol content. content,
1: and and this is oh, some good stuff. God, I mean, good. just like the black from last week. I mean, that one had so many flavors. Wow. Um, this
0: is an after you mow the lawn when it's 110 degrees, and it doesn't seem like you can like drink it, it in the summer or the winter.
1: It doesn't seem like it should be. You know, I mean with the alcohol content that that it, that it has, I mean you would yeah. think it would really hit you, but yeah. it's so it's it's light. It's I mean it has a little bit of dryness, but it's so crisp on the finish as well. You know, it has citrusy notes and that little bit of sourness that kind of kicks you at the back of the throat at the end. And like Ben said, I mean we're not we're not sponsored by any of these beer companies. I mean this is just, you know, we pick these off the shelf and we try them give you our honest opinion but man the oligosh black from last week was really good and this oligosh is this tripel is very good very good i mean a lot of them are highly rated at, at total wine and i see why i mean i i, I this is i mean just the, the color of it i mean it has that nice golden color it has the right amount of head um and 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 the right amount of carbonation, too. Wow. I mean, it's not overly carbonated. I mean, it has like that perfect amount of carbonation that you want from a beer. But this is really easy. I mean, this is probably the easiest drinking nine point two percent alcohol yeah. beer that I've ever tried. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing at Allegash, but man, this is this is really good.
0: This is worth Frane's least favorite sound effect. <laughs> No, but I mean, right back, I mean, when you The skies it. have opened and oligash
1: has dropped yeah. <laughs> through the clouds onto our table. Well, I mean, just drink that. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's really, it's, really good. I mean, there are flavors, there. I mean, it's complex. I mean, it really makes you think about what you're drinking I mean, the finish
0: there. is, I it, mean, it doesn't have that as it Alex doesn't would linger. say, I'm a beer finish. It has it, a, I'm a complex beer Think about me. I have a little bit of. This bitterness is one of those on ones. Finish. A little ben, bit of a bitterness on the finish.
1: A little bit, but it has that little sourness sort of bitterness. But when you when you talk about like you had that uh, the relationship with the Ardbeg, <laughs> it even,
0: even has a little
1: bit of skunkiness, a little bit, just, just a little bit, maybe just a little bit. But I mean this this is like one of those things that you're like. I want to go home and I want to drink that again.
0: I'm sorry, I I interrupted you. You No, no,
1: no, I was saying with 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 the art bag. You know how you you created oh the uh, relationship the relationship with the art bag. We're like, hmm, it makes you kind of think about the flavors that are coming through. This is a beer that 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 kind of makes you think the same thing. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's it is complex, but at the same time, it's so crisp and easy to drink. But it 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 just it keeps you. Interested in yeah. in the flavors that are coming? I mean, it's it's it's. I don't. What do you think, Ben? I mean, this is. You know what I think? Mm. That's what I think. Mm. I haven't. I've, I've. Have we had a ten on the show? No, I'm not sure if we've not had a ten. But uh, I mean, as far as beers, on, as far as well, beers... no, I don't
0: think we've had a ten on anything. I mean, a ten. I'm reserving for whatever Aaron Rodgers is drinking
1: after the game. We probably can't afford it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a very Our good Our close. Our bag nah, is close. For, for you, yes. For me, not so much. It's close. It's up there. This is good. The Whistle Pig was close. That was good too. That was that was definitely a good uh, a good rye. The but I mean, as far as beers are concerned, though, I mean we, we've tried you know many beers on the show. Lawrence were up there. Uh, Those Lauren, were also very good. The Those IPAs were some IPAs. That she brought yeah, down from Monterey. Those tasted very fresh. But this one has a fresh, crisp uh, finish to it. It smells nice. The color is nice. The carbonation is almost perfect. It's what you want in a beer. You know, it, yeah. it's it's. This is good. This is really right good stuff. Right
0: up there with the seventh round IPA yeah. <laughs> and the sixth round Hefeweizen. Yeah, not not to be that biased. we made on our own show. Not to be show. biased, right? Um, we made two beers, folks, that are new to the show. Franny and I have made both an IPA as well as a Hefeweizen, and both were pretty
1: damn good. But this is—it's interesting. This is for nine percent. It's dangerous. It doesn't. It does, it does not taste like it's a nine percent.
0: No, I mean, it's got that sourness, that sweet, that carbonation, that color, that smell, that all of it. It has everything. I mean, the the finish is just, it stays with me. The finish stays with me, and I really, I mean, I don't normally like that unless I really enjoy the flavor of the beer, and it it just stays with you a little bit longer than you expect, and it's really
1: good. A little bit of weediness. A little bit of hops, but I, I just like that sort of the hops sour. Are not so that little bit of sourness, that, that bitterness, and just the full-bodied flavor a that you full get. Full-bodied
0: flavor in a light sort yeah, of golden.
1: I mean, I'm impressed. What, the, what what did they do with this? Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about because we brewed our own or our you know the. Well, it follows the directions I, very. Yeah, I, very I do, but I'm just like how did, they, how did they get that? You know, how
0: did they get that? I, last two beers, I was like, well, maybe we can mix a little bit of this. And No, we must follow the directions on the glass.
1: That's good. That is good stuff right there. So, Ben. Ooh, this is a tough one. On your rating scale. On our rating scale.
0: I would give it a 9. Yeah, It's as close to the best beer I ever had as you're going to get until I have the best beer I ever had.
1: Yeah, I would say this is a 10. I mean this, Ooh, this this is this really I mean it, it has everything that I want. I mean it's full bodied. It's 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 complex. Uh,
0: <laughs> we don't play uh, that very often, but that will be the one for fr- 10. Yeah. Really. Yeah. A 10.
1: I yeah. I like
0: it. I don't think of all of the beer tastes that we've had low these 55 episodes if Ronnie has enjoyed a beer as much as he enjoys this one, I know we've we've had some hefts, we've had some IPAs that he liked a lot. We've even had the El Bocaron, and
1: we've had some. The El was very we've interesting had as well. Some some that, that was just an interesting beer, sort of some flavor. Some Austrian
0: beers, some Czech beers, some Croatian beers. I mean, you. Re- I've never heard you or or even seen you. I wish you guys could see his expression <laughs> right now. He doesn't, I mean, Franny's not as big a
1: beer guy. I mean, we smell it though, but when you I mean, just smell the beer, I mean, it has that sort of that 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 sourness that you like. And oh, I that, love the beer. That, that, I just,
0: 10 is a little bit of a, uh, 10 is as good as it
1: gets. I, but for a 9% to be as light and as easy to drink as this, that's pretty impressive. That is very impressive.
0: And Franny, for the, for the fans out there, he doesn't really drink a lot of beer. I don't drink a beer. lot of beer. I don't drink a ton of beer. Uh, but, you know, holidays when you're at a bar when you have to drive I'm, home. Because I'm we'll usually have a
1: beer. drinking but it's a, or a scotch
0: or a bourbon or a yeah. rye. So for, I've never seen him enthralled with a beer like this.
1: It just smells so nice. I mean, it's <laughs> citrusy. No, I mean it's it's full bodied. It's just it's just so good. It's yeah, so good. I mean it's, it's just, really good. Yeah, I mean
0: and from Maine, no less, uh, yeah. from the great northeast.
1: Very good. The northest of the east. Very good.
0: All right. <laughs> so franny is ten. So you're a of nine, 10.
1: I'm a 10. Oh so it's, it is it well, is a very good beer.
0: Well, that's probably accurate about ourselves as well. Uh <laughs> but look for this on Twitter. You'll see this later this evening on Twitter and you'll already see this or maybe already
1: on Instagram. Uh Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll sample some more offerings from Gosh for for sure because that black was good. This one is excellent. Um and and We'll try something in the future as well. Yeah, and
0: folks, come back every single week. We have a bourbon, a scotch, a rye, or a cognac. We'll sample it every single week. We also sample a beer, an ale, an IPA, a Hef.
4: Yeah, we I sample mean,
0: something different every single week from here in the U.S., local to us, as well as
1: around the globe. Yeah, and 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 you know, there are certain folks out there that have a certain preference when they drink a beer, but for my flavor profile. This hits the spot. Ooh, it hits ten. It Out is a 10. ten. This is a ten. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is some housekeeping to finish up the show. Oh, well, thank you all
0: to our loyal listeners that have been with us low these many weeks and months. We truly appreciate it. We're going to end the show by almost like you a champagne. Like, see, so, he, so, up. he gets up. He gets up.
1: It's almost like a champagne smell that you get from. It's so. Good. It's good. All right, I'm going to just put the paper down uh, yeah. here. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like no, to no, say? No, That's that's about no, it. No, no, no. I, mean, I want to
0: like, hear, hear. your full review. Continue. No, I'm. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, Girl, just, I'm we're, just. We're we're right. At I know two we're, minute, we're, we're two, two and a half hours and, almost
1: and thirty minutes. But but that's still shorter but than we were in the last like a, two weeks. Uh, like it's like a champagne-y sort of of a, of a set that you get. It's 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 good. It's There's good. There's another oh, one I, I, in I, the I, cooler over there. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But go ahead.
0: All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Please, please, please go to our website, thirstandgold.buzzsprout.com. Share this with your friends, family, relatives, anyone you think would like our show. Please, please, please go to our website. From there, you can subscribe to our podcast through all of the podcatchers out there. They're all available to you there. You can check out our show notes. You can get links in the show notes to all of the beers we've tasted tonight the scotch or the cognac that we tasted tonight, all of the stories that we talked about, there will be links to all of those stories in the show notes. You can also email us directly from our website. You can get links to all of the other drinks that we've reviewed through the entirety of our show. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter from there, and you can check out all of Franny's amazing photos Please, 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 we really appreciate everyone that listens, that subscribes, that shares our website with other folks, that reviews us on iTunes and other places, but Franny is amazed by this beer, so I need to give him one more opportunity to say something before we close the show.
1: you You know, Coors claims to be the champagne of beers, and we know that's not true, this so far, well, of well, course, claims to be the Corbel, yeah, yeah, of the champagne of beers. <laughs> but this is this is the champagne of beers. I mean, just, just smell that, Ben. Smell. It. All right, I'm gonna have to smell, smell it this one more. Smell time. it. Thirstinggold.busbrowd.com.
0: Uh, right, right. I mean, it's very good. Uh, it's go very on. good. I've just never seen him this excited about a beer before. It's good. Good. So we're probably gonna have to go off the air for a minute and then we're gonna record the Alagash <laughs> Trapel episode following this episode. So you get a bonus episode, which will be Frane talking about Alagash Trapel for about an hour and a half. So you get two episodes tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, but, seriously, happen, but yes. <laughs> AFC NFC championship games tomorrow.
1: I'm excited, Ben. I, I mean, am excited. Is... Let's go, Andy Reid.
0: Yeah, not what we had hoped. We expected the Eagles or the Steelers or the Seahawks to be playing tomorrow. But I agree with Frane. Andy Reid deserves this. Kyle Shanahan, no. Maybe eventually. Vrabel, no. Eventually. (laughs) Right now, Andy Reid deserves this win. He's got the best quarterback in the league. He's got some of the best offensive weapons in the league. His defense is finally playing well. Let's go, Andy Reid. Frowning, anything to say to our listeners before we wrap up the show?
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening.
0: Thank you all so much. We'll see you next week.